listen to the Black Guy Who Tips podcast. Because Rod and Karen are hot. Bitches ain't got punchlines or flow. I have both in an empire also. He getting gifts from Santa Claus at the North Pole. Today I'm icy, but I'm praying for some more snow. Let that ho ho, let, let, let that ho know. He in love with that coke go. Why these bitches don't ever be learning? You bitches will never get what I be earning. Hey, welcome to the Black Out Tips Podcast. Your host, Rod and Karen. I like them bars, Nina. <laughs> he picked something I knew. <laughs> you know, I'll, I'll try to be, you know, I'll try to accommodate the guest, you know. <laughs> try not to uh, get too crazy, man. Um, but uh, first of all, man, you guys should already know Nina. I feel like she's been on the show. We've been on her show. Mm-hmm. She's definitely a friend of the podcast. I say a friend in real life at this point. Yep. Um, unless she doesn't agree, then that would be awkward, but we'll talk about it later. <laughs> um, but um, you can find her on Twitter at author Nina Perez. And uh, she is the, uh, I guess, mogul behind um, <laughs> Project <laughs> Fandom over yeah, there. Where you, you podcast ready. fandom and all these people that, uh, you know, work underneath her writing and stuff. And yeah, she's doing it big. You're getting ready to be LLC, aren't you? Mm-hmm. I, I actually, I am. Oh, welcome to the club. Hello, Woo-hoo. boss. I know. Now my taxes are going to get even more interesting. <laughs> oh, don't even get me yes, started. C-O-C-F-O. They, they are so interesting. I had to holler at somebody to help. I'll, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah <laughs> I'm we, like, what is this now? Like a dividend? Oh, <laughs> well I, then. I don't know shit about that. But I, I shall be needing some help. All I know is I don't want them come looking for me. So. Exactly. <laughs> right, right. I, I, I do not play them games. I see the pictures of the awkward looks when they be like, hey, you ain't pay your taxes. You owe us mm-hmm. a number we made up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, IRS will take all your shit. All of it before you get it. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, make sure you guys check uh, Nina out. And then also they have a group on facebook um and actually the that's where we got the idea to start our group mm-hmm. on facebook because um it was popping so hard up in uh the the, <laughs> pro, the project fandom group that we was like i wonder if we should start a group you know and let people get in there although I, I like i feel like your group has been like very uh accommodating and you like go in there you've like curated it because you had longer to like to running and stuff right I, I feel like our group is just now getting off the ground and we're starting to run into some of the issues that i'm sure you probably already tackled but uh like what is your policy on posting memes in the project fandom group uh people can post honestly whatever they want honestly my concern is not what annoys me i'm always considering i'm such a bitch this is probably going to surprise people but i am always more concerned with everybody else's experience so i try to tell people um and i just did it today of all things but like just before you post something just scroll through real quick to make sure three other people haven't already posted it because i don't want people to get annoyed and i don't want like pornography like i'm fine with porn but not everybody is so let's just be careful like we're not being we're all adults but let's not be super offensive with 
you know, racial things or sex things. So for the most part, people behave. So I haven't had an issue really. Yeah. I, we've only had a couple issues with people we had to kick out, which I hate to do, but you know, it's like, it's, it's, you know, cause my thing is like, and the reason I hate to do it isn't even also like, cause I'm such a good person and kicking anyone out hurts my feelings. That's not the part I hate. I just hate it. Cause I don't want it to be any work for me. I just want right. that group to exist and everybody to have fun. Right. Yes. And if you don't fuck with somebody, then, don't don't fuck with each other like y'all just don't talk to each other but uh yeah you know it became a little bit of work and then people was like in my private messages like hey man you might want to come look at this and i'm like oh come on man you know <laughs> <laughs> so uh yeah i was just wondering if uh you had to handle all that stuff but it seems like uh like i said i've been in that group for a while and it seems like everybody's pretty much you know tame over there yeah i'm yeah. I'm, I'm a lurker i'm a i'm a lurker in your group and the, the funny thing about when we started our group and i told you only me and you can do this baby but i actually went and added nina and i don't think <laughs> nina realized i added her like oh. like only me and you can do this nobody else can do this everybody else has to ask permission right. uh-huh. so i i sent her an invite and at first i didn't realize it automatically added her right which is why i did not invite anybody because that's happened to me before and i know i didn't want to be in those groups but then it's awkward because i had to come back and be like hey man it's nothing personal but i don't need like 75 more updates a day and <laughs> and so i didn't add anybody but I, I see karen just did not give a fuck about that no Mm-mm. she didn't give a fuck and i thought it was our group like because whatever post it was something that somebody would have like about a tv show or something and you guys were commenting and then you tagged me and i looked around and i didn't recognize any of the people commenting i was like where the fuck am i like, <laughs> i was like i just woke up like the drunk girl at the party like how do we get here <laughs> <laughs> well um like i said man they have a great group they have a great podcast um, you guys are currently reviewing um like the strain still sticking mm-hmm. in there. Mm-hmm. Uh good for you guys. Um uh you- <laughs> <laughs> I haven't watched the last episode yet. Uh, it was good. I liked it. Yeah, I I mean that's the thing. It's the strain has still been good longer than it's than I've found it to be bad. Mm-hmm. So I'm not giving up on it, but it has moved out of my like 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 this week when fear the walking dead went an hour and a half i was like eh, okay then i'll catch a strain tuesday right, yeah. right that's why I, that's why i didn't see it and i think my biggest gripe that i have i hate new zach's face his face oh, oh my god i just want to punch that kid in the face and be like that kid oh. has got to die yeah, yes i was bad. like please die and the i thing- feel like they recast him so they could kill him yes i'm glad because the other little kid was so like fragile and not mm-hmm. like, smaller and i don't know if they just didn't believe he could pull off this emotional but i would have believed him more than i believe this other kid is like this other kid was like i'm gonna be an asshole because i can dad see i feel like the new kid is gonna be a vampire at some point and then it'll make perfect sense then because he already looks evil and yes. we'll be like oh okay so he's an evil looking vampire and you know we're gonna feel bad for supposed to feel bad for effing them Mm-hmm. um but you guys are also reviewing the flash by like re-watching it well yeah because when uh the flash first premiered last fall uh it was a show i was interested in and i was doing written recaps but we weren't podcasting it and then when it came back from its winter break 
um, with episode 15, it was so fucking good. I was like, we got to talk about this. So we started covering it from 15 through the finale at 24. And then the CW started replaying it over the summer in order. And people asked on Twitter, well, will you go back and record podcasts for episodes one through 14 that you didn't do? And I was like, sure. But and it's just me. Right. And um, people have liked it. I didn't think anybody would be listening, but not only have people liked it, we were just having a good time, just me talking to uh, our listeners about these episodes that I'm going to also record for 15 through 24 again as mm. solo podcasts. And this time it's like just pointing out things that we may have missed last time. And, you know, we have like inside jokes now because I've seen the whole season. So it's been a lot of fun. That's dope. Um, Karen, were you about to say something? No, I was about to say, Roderick was saying, like, it's some things that he said that he might start doing that. Oh, yeah, um, solo, because Karen will drop a show in a heartbeat. <laughs> and then I'm left holding the bag, and people are like, what are y'all going to review this? And I'm like, Karen don't care, so what do y'all want me to do? Like, I'm not, yeah. you know, so, I can't and make that's fine. Care. I think you'll like it, because it's, um, it's just easier when it's just you and nobody else's opinion, and you can just... yeah. Yeah, there are some things I need to watch. Like, I need to finish watching the last, like, 15 minutes of Ballers, and then we could do one on that. Yeah. I heard there was a sex scene, and I saw the gifts from it in our group. Somebody posted a link, and mm. I'm so happy that happened. Yeah, The Rock got got them, them cheeks out there for yeah, the ladies. Yeah, he put them cheeks in the air. So, mm-hmm. And his new black secretary is dope. Yeah, she was she, like, you sexy. She was watching out for his back and everything. Anyway, um, <laughs> so, uh, I guess we should do all the intro shit for the show. Um, but yeah, make sure you follow Nina on Twitter at author Nina, Nina Perez. Uh, also, uh, Pro Fan Man is the, uh, Project Fandom podcast, uh, Twitter account. And like I said, Project Fan, uh, Podcast Fandom is the, uh, actual podcast and uh they review a lot of stuff man and it's not and like that's the other thing is i honestly feel like you can listen to this their shows even if like you don't even watch some of the stuff because the discussion around it is interesting and it might actually give you something to that you want to watch um you know you might it might spark your interest like if you're like i don't know if i want to watch humans why don't you check out the first episode of their review and then be like oh wait a minute maybe i do want to watch this shit you know um which uh shout out to them for um you know ending that season uh eight eight episodes Mm -hmm. um and also um kind of sad news well (laughs) not even kind of um you know there was a shooting this morning of a news crew and if you're a mr robot fan uh no mr robot tonight um because spoiler alert right they said that there's gonna be something similar that happens in the show so they have to wait a week to air the show oh, oh they didn't know. yeah because they couldn't have had no idea no no way they could know some shit like that would happen yeah. which is which is in Crazy. that is so insane that we now live in a time where the things that were plots to, to to movies in the early 2000s and late 90s like oh what if there was a serial killer who use the internet to get like more yeah. views and we would be like oh that would be crazy and then there's somebody who's like i'm a live tweet of double murder and you're like what you know mm-hmm. so uh yeah man rest in peace to the news crew um the killer also of course killed himself oh um, so he did die yeah which is what they do okay um and i'm sure we'll talk about the details of it later but yeah man mr robot is a show i've really been enjoying um it's kind of been the show of the summer for me okay. um and I'm interested to see how they kind of wrap it up and boom, gotta wait another yeah. week. Yeah. So, um, anyway, uh, 
this is fear the walking dead uh time to review uh we got to review that after these commercials that's right we get paid <laughs> to do a podcast how's it feel <laughs> the official weapon of the show is the taser an unofficial sport is bullet ball a bullet ball extreme and today's podcast is sponsored by shadow dog productions they're shooting another movie y'all mm-hmm. they're looking for extras who got whacked out costumes and want to show up and be in the movie there's no lines to speak uh hold on i'm getting an echo uh somewhere was karen is your mic on i don't know is it no i don't know all right i think it's gone all right um there's no lines that you have to speak or anything like that um all you gotta do is be dressed up in a superhero in a costume that's not a well-known like trademark costume okay so don't show up as spider-man or superman because you won't get in the movie you're just gonna be driving all the way up there looking stupid so make <laughs> sure you wear something that that won't get you in trouble uh some maybe something that you made yourself even uh they need you to be in Abermall, north carolina uh sunday august 30th from 9 a.m to 11 a.m the first two people who show up will uh who mention this podcast will get one item from the blackout tips cafe express store or twenty dollars or less um which will come in handy because september the second we are doing the um uh the blackout tips day okay so if you got some mm-hmm. blackout tips gear you know rock it out that day yeah i'm excited to see the pictures and the selfies and all types of stuff and people tweeting and posting i'm very excited so they will order you something from the cafe express store uh which will uh be ordered on the spot on their dime and if you want in you need to contact them at shadowdog.productions at gmail.com come out and help them make a movie mm-hmm. don't you want to be in a movie guys hmm think about it it could be uh you know something that you tell all your friends and shit um and then we got a sexier sponsor find me some sexy music let me ask you a question everybody out there are you getting enough maybe you are getting enough i don't know but wouldn't you like to get more people love more than enough well adamandeve.com wants to give you more with 10 free gifts first they give you a sexy little surprise for her second a specially selected toy for him and third a little something you both can enjoy plus you'll get six full-length adult movies on dvd and number 10 you'll get free shipping on your entire order so what do you have to do to get these 10 free gifts it's not hard just go to adamandeve.com and select any one item it could be an adventurous new toy a sexy piece of lingerie or anything that you desire just enter offer code tbgwt at checkout and you'll get all 10 free gifts go check out adamandeve.com today select one item and get 10 free gifts including free shipping when you enter offer code tbgwt that's tbgwt at adamandeve.com don't touch that dial it's got lube on it love that album the internet everybody should go listen to it okay all right um let's talk about um fear of the walking dead now i don't have any fear of the walking dead opening music because it was strange it's very short Mm -hmm. and um it might even be hard to find and it's not on spotify or the internet yet uh 
but just imagine some scary sounds i don't i don't know what to tell you guys um should i find uh here here what if you put let's see fear walks mix what is this hiding in the dead zone song of the walking dead uh nope i don't like any of these sounds okay no, so uh scary sound scary theme song i don't theme know theme from the walking dead i mean i don't know just imagine some scary stuff happening guys all right and that was what we played anyway um, <laughs> we gotta find some music but uh <laughs> i didn't some, know what was happening when some music comes out we will uh talk about it yes when we get a hold of it the first episode uh aired last night um or sunday night and it actually got a record for like the biggest debut of a cable uh new uh cable tv uh, uh premiere ever mm-hmm. i believe that because well nina didn't believe it when donnie told her no listen <laughs> yeah she y'all... did look at donnie sideways i couldn't see her but i know she was because my husband we can watch the news together and it'll be like it was 80 degrees and there was this bicycle marathon in portland and then he'll go and say oh yeah it was snowing at a motorcycle race i'm like what the <laughs> fuck were you like how did you hear that from what i just heard so i don't trust him i have to verify everything my husband says sorry well, yeah. it drew over 10 million viewers on sunday night uh the network announced monday making it the number one series premiere in all of cable history um because uh all the fans from most of the fans from the walking dead watched it and then you Mm -hmm. had a lot of people who might not have watched the walking dead but they knew they can start from scratch with this and me and roger talked about this but my personal opinion is that i think that this is the first show that they wanted to release but the network told them no that they had to go with something that was more familiar and now they're going backwards what made you think that because that's the way they fucking work you know because it was like why would you put out something that nobody know who these people are versus a comic book that has a hundred some episodes which means you're gonna have people already interested because if you read the comic books you already know who carl is you are like you are you are already familiar versus something like this which is brand new you was less likely to get a premiere this high without having the other walking dead first I, I mean, I kind of agree with that, but I I thought I would figure that they actually put it out the order they wanted, like The I Walking don't. Dead, which has all this history from this comic book, uh, which you know is a guaranteed seller, and you know, I mean, it was a risk at the time, but you know what I mean. Like you have the like seventy five episodes at the time to be like, hey, look, we got seventy five issues of this comic, so like people love it, and then you know this one, which might seem a bit riskier. Uh, is almost like a more conventional zombie hard storytelling so if if that's the case i'm glad they put this out second because I, I, I am glad too but i but i guess i guess in my mind you would kind of almost want to put it out in chronological order because <clears throat> like you're going out of order and i honestly think that's p- people's biggest complaints because now the audience is educated so a lot of people complaining because they're like, all doing stupid shit yeah we're going backwards y'all that's yeah, why the strength of this show is the weakness of the other show and vice versa right. in my opinion right like mm-hmm. like the reason the walking dead the tv show was so good for many people especially those who didn't read the comics is it was the first time that we did the oh no you woke up in a zombie apocalypse right. like it doesn't even fucking matter how it happened mm-hmm. this is what the deal is so deal with it. and i really like that approach but there was always kind of this nagging like well what was it like during those days and then mm-hmm. now we get that so you know i feel like it's it's a good yin and yang and I, i'm interested in both series equally um what i was gonna ask everybody though but i guess kind of we got karen's opinion but 
um what, what were your overall thoughts about it before we go in here and start breaking it down so nina what was your overall thoughts about episode one of fear the walking dead uh called pilot which i'm assuming is named that because it was so fly <laughs> wait wait you dropped out for a second is this for me yeah this is for you nina okay um i loved it and as a storyteller i always i think it's ballsy when somebody says i'm going to tell you a story you already know how it ends which is essentially what this is, right? Like right. we know this shit is not going to be stopped. It's going to be horrific and we know what's going to happen already. So I'm always excited when a storyteller has the balls to say, I'm going to tell you a story. You already know how it ends, but it's still fucking interesting and you're going to want to watch every week. Um, I like the acting, which I was just blown away by uh, Frank Delane, who played Nick. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I really, really liked it. And I had like two minor complaints but then when i rewatched the episode to write my recap like i realized oh th- that was fine i just wasn't fucking paying attention so yeah. i have like no complaints i really enjoyed it it really does feel like they thought of everything which uh it's kind of amazing for a pilot right but i guess this is almost like it doesn't count as a pilot because they've been through the run for five seasons over at the other show but right. they really like it's like they already said look we got some nagging ass fans and they're gonna pick this shit apart whether it's good or bad so let's at least try to address all the questions that we can think of and then if they don't like it they don't like it but at least it's not because we were lazy and just left shit out right uh karen what about you i loved it i i i I loved a lot about it i think my biggest thing and it's and i and i'm probably am like this because i'm black I like the brown people. It yes. was fucking brown people everywhere. And I love the original Walking Dead. Don't get me wrong. But I love that they had brown people. They had Mexican. They had brownness. And yes. they was in a place that was, was not clean. It was gritty. It was dirty. Um, I like the fact that uh, there's so many brown people that when one dies off, you go, okay, but it's 15 other ones. <laughs> you know, versus there can only be one type of mentality that most TV shows give you. I applaud them for actually going brown because if you go to California, it's a brown place. Yeah. You know, yeah. most of the state is brown. And so I'm glad that they kept true to that and didn't whitewash it and make it lily white. And people are like, what the fuck is this? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I thought that uh, from the tweets I was seeing, I just think we're in a time where people are very, like, focused on just their thing and right you know a lot of people i follow on black twitter is very focused on like we want to watch a show with 17 black people and nobody dies and i'm like you're watching the wrong show for one right a lot, a lot of people gonna die everybody gets some and i saw some really selective tweets where it was like oh of course they killed a brother to start the show one person even mentioned me in the tweet which is funny because i we were taking karen's car to shop at the time so like i was like spoiler alert number one then i got home and watched it. i was like nigga that's not even what happened like <laughs> that like the you know the guy wakes up uh finds a dead white man right. finds his dead zombie girlfriend possibly gloria eating on a black dude and then people are like oh they killed a black guy i'm like come on it man. was two other people dead before we got to the brother <laughs> yeah man it was weird so anyway um you know but that's the the climate we're in at this point is people see what they want anyway i also love the show um uh and 
you know and this was kind of what i had prepared myself to see and what i wanted to see um when we talked about fear the walking dead before like what what i was anticipating was i want to see the story of how a society goes from what it was to the chaos of what rick woke up in and especially if like there's so many things i'm looking forward to seeing like remember how in atlanta like it had been bombed and shit right like i want to see what process takes place to make that happen or if we don't see the process the thought process that leads to it we might get to see like um how people deal with the fallout of just like you know we got zombies and then all of a sudden the government's like maybe we should just nuke la you know yeah, like yeah i want to see shit like that because so much must have happened in those weeks that rick was out that you know we we need to to experience it man so all right with no further delay let's let's get into a scene by scene breakdown okay guys um so gloria uh well first of all um nick wakes up he's uh sleeping um in uh what looks to be like a dilapidated church it's very filthy up in there mm-hmm. um it was the church had a meth lab looking set up in it like it was pretty bad um and uh his girlfriend or companion gloria uh he he calls out to her and uh we find out that she's gotten up and got a head start on breakfast ah Um, (laughs) she already had the knife yes he walks past uh a dead body that has been chewed on then he uh walks in and sees gloria kneeling over a a dude laying on the ground uh he uh, calls her name out she turns you see she's obviously a zombie and she's chewed the mouth part off of a black dude mm-hmm. which uh so such a gross special effect but so cool mm-hmm. right um but yeah she's just she liked big black lips i guess i don't know that's <laughs> the best part yeah. that's the best part <laughs> they good and juicy i'm into the gristle um <laughs> so yeah she uh she ate them up and uh i gotta say seeing a newly turned zombie was cool was different uh mm-hmm. for me because it's not like she had been surviving the apocalypse and then got turned like so many of these other people so that even like a fresh zombie in the in rick's world is still like a, a eight week old zombie <laughs> like mm-hmm. it's like a dusty person that hasn't showered in weeks but <laughs> but like this was like a person that was just like you know j- like she was like a eight now like she was probably went was a 10 before she ate that dude and now she was like a, a zombie eight you know on the right. zombie scale so. right because the, the the thing that was so i guess so neat was the fact that you know her eyes was almost like a like foggy Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know like yeah. like she had probably j- like like it's almost like it had just started processing through her system mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and you can tell it was like new so it's is cool to see like new zombies you know yeah. yeah and people just one minute they are and next minute they're not her skin still even looked decent that's like, what right, i'm saying because, like yeah yeah you know she was a, a pair of contacts and uh brushing her teeth from being like oh okay gloria um, take that knife out her stomach she was fine right. right so she turned around she had been stabbed in the front so i'm assuming maybe a self-defense type wound or something yeah, you know okay. there's a lot of speculation of how she possibly died right she may have od'd and <coughs> tried to attack somebody it was like bitch and they just stabbed her and she mm-hmm. just got up and kept eating 
yeah yeah i thought she probably died from something like that too which which is also funny because the walking dead does miss a lot of opportunities uh to deal with different zombies death deaths and i really do want to see like an autoerotic asphyxiation zombie <laughs> you know but we i don't think we're gonna get one man no i don't think <laughs> so he still has the ball gag in his mouth <laughs> yeah like can, can rick and them like have to hold up in like a adult store adult film store or something and then like oh. there's like a glory hole zombie and shit like that would be interesting <laughs> um he's like carl get away from that hole um <laughs> anyway so um nick immediately wakes out of his drug-induced haze and yeah, runs. that would kill anybody's high mm-hmm. yes his vibe is dead he runs into the street uh and with no shoes on and a sub 4.7 40 yard dash that would make the nfl combine jealous and i give him credit because his instinct was like run and it wasn't no looking no investigate no guessing it was like i got to get the fuck up out of here yes yes he has a definite skill set as a crackhead that right i feel like (laughs) they've never really explored this in the other books or the show but Mm -hmm. a the skill set of a drug addict would come in extremely handy Mm -hmm. in a zombie apocalypse situation such as knowing when to run your ass out of a situation because a lot of people would have tried to grab gloria by the shoulders and talk to her and mm-hmm. be like what's going on gloria and then they would have got bit fucking around you know nope he was like this don't look right right he was like am i tripping off these drugs and just ran out to the street and got hit by a car immediately mm-hmm. immediately <laughs> right <laughs> my favorite part about him getting hit about by the car though is this really beautiful shot of them zooming out to show you this alive and buzzing city of los angeles and as someone as since the audience gets to be smarter than the the people in the show this time right you just go oh my god so much bad shit is gonna happen there (laughs) (laughs) they don't even know like there was a the one thing that caught me was like normal morning traffic and there's like a school bus at a red light and it's like y'all don't even fucking know this shit's about to go real bad right yeah right and, and them just talking about I, I i he came out of nowhere and people walking taking pictures calling you was like oh everything is functioning like normal yeah i saw a plane flying in the background and it just right. it's just it's like after five seasons of the walking dead you just go oh yeah at one point there was life mm-hmm. and there were people that you know i have to hop a flight to la and that was a thing that happened that just does not happen anymore in the new walking dead right so uh they cut out to that shit all right we cut a commercial we come back travis we get introduced to him he is uh you know middle-aged dude who's um un- underneath a sink saving three hundred dollars um <laughs> right for his, fam- for his family you mm-hmm. know what i mean um and uh he's got uh there's obviously they got like a blended family thing going on because it's like um he he's there and like you can see like the daughter comes out of the shower she's a white woman uh and the his wife or the woman he's in the house with that he's kissing is a white woman so you got like some blended family stuff going on here and it's mm-hmm. like cool i love me some interracial loving on tv mm-hmm. don't get enough mm-hmm. of that mm-hmm um so uh you know they're kind of kissing and and you know he's all proud of himself for saving that that money and um the phone rings and as soon as the phone rings it gets so serious 
yeah <laughs> shit got real didn't it no smiles no nothing daughter comes out the shower like everybody's like oh god the phone is ringing um they answer the phone um well he maddie answers the phone um and she's basically like you know uh where where is he you know and you're like okay so obviously they there's somebody that they've been waiting to hear about news from and whatever's going on is not a game it's not a joke mm-hmm. it's a very serious phone call they cut to the next scene they're in the hospital and maddie is uh maddie alicia who's the daughter and travis are all like walking with the nurse up to see uh what we find out is her son and uh the the nurse is like um all right yeah we got him in he got hit by a car and she's like all right so what kind of drugs was he on and shit and he was like i can't tell you that because he's an adult just like i can't tell the police that and she's like the police are here why don't you tell me that shit first (laughs) you should have led with that yeah (laughs) she was like stop snitching get get in fix this shit um and so uh the cops are in there talking to nick who is her son and the guy that we saw get hit by the car and um i i like the cop being just like so um you on some drugs right so what's what's up with that and then nick was like nah man um i was just out taking a stroll and he's like you were running and he was like i was out for a run he's like (laughs) with no shoes on you don't yeah you didn't have any shoes on and they look at his feet and they're cut up and he goes man kenyans run barefoot (laughs) 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 how did i miss that i missed that he said that and it was a black cop too he had to look like all right motherfuckers okay (laughs) um so maddie comes in and then like you know he 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 refused to answer the questions and then the cop even tries to like appeal to his good nature to be like well look you could be the kid that helps us clean up the neighborhood by telling us where you bought these drugs from like i'm a drug addict bitch i'm not gonna tell yeah like why would i help you clean up where i go get my shit (laughs) right you gonna appeal to my white privilege nah i don't think so (laughs) I, i love these drugs too much um and so then the cop is starts over the questioning so they were pretty much gonna grill nigga till he broke down like they weren't giving up just like all right we'll start again so you were running out in the middle of the street what happened you know like and that's when maddie walks in she's like y'all got a lawyer uh y'all got a warrant y'all trying to is he under arrest then y'all can answer uh they was like well we could charge him and she was like well then charge him uh after he's healed and um the cop tries to appeal to um and this is like really good writing right because Mm -hmm. the male cop tries to appeal to travis as the man to like be like basically like you gonna let your woman talk to me like this he says she do all the talking and he goes she's much more eloquent than me (laughs) (laughs) because you notice when he said that like right before she has said like get out and then Mm -hmm. when he said she does all the talking she was like get the like she was about to get the fuck out (laughs) yeah like that was such a like and and travis played it on some like man y'all ain't give me in no argument when i get home like, right i got to live with her <laughs> right. right um but, but that's one thing i do like about this female character she's very assertive mm-hmm. and uh i uh go against people that compare her to Lori. like that shit got fucking annoying because people, she is people not, were doing that yeah yes. she is not Lori. they're not the same y'all those people somebody are called her Lori 2.0 i was like how those people are idiots don't listen to them um they have nothing in common 
at Not, all like like she's so much more aggr- first of all i like her as an actress right Me too. um i think i first might have heard about her from i think she's in she was in deadwood as this really this this hardcore prostitute with a with a with a heart mm-hmm. of coal like mm-hmm. just she was uh and she was so good in that shit and i remember being like what what else is she gonna be able to do because she's you know she's so good and then she popped up in like lost and friday night lights like she's like she's fucking and gone good. girl she's she was like the detective in gone girl so yeah. good in that she's the sons of anarchy like she is good man now mm-hmm. like it's cool that she finally got like a lead you know mm-hmm. what i mean because she deserves it man um and i like her look because i feel like she has that look of somebody that just doesn't take no shit and you can see it on her face yes um and obviously that's gonna be a skill right what's about to come up right true and (laughs) and also i like that she looks like a normal fucking human being yeah and she's not glossy and just pretty and just perfect yeah yeah. she's pretty but she looks like a pretty you would see not like a hollywood pretty like she looks like a regular person pretty correct like she's had a life where she's had to deal with some shit right and she looks like i'm i'm grown motherfucker don't come over here with no bullshit unlike that beautiful ass rick grimes mm, <laughs> just like a supermodel woke up in the zombie apocalypse and he did um but yeah so um maddie don't like the cops uh told him to get the fuck out then she <laughs> then immediately started asking uh nick the same questions the cops are asking <laughs> <laughs> yes she's like y'all get the fuck out it's none of your business anyway what the fuck were you doing running in the middle of the street okay and he says la is not a pedestrian friendly city and like he immediately had his drug addict lies on deck uh and that drug addict kind of charisma thing going um and she basically was like listen um you need to go back to rehab um and he's like y'all can't make me go i'm not going and travis is like man you need to listen to your mom and go to rehab and he's like you can't do shit i was like jesus <laughs> it escalated real quick when he said that right and i at first i thought that meant that they weren't cool but i feel like as a show went on that was just his addiction talking like yeah. they actually are pretty cool but it didn't seem like it at that time yeah, he I was, was like i don't want to hear nothing you have to say shout out to all the people that then tweeted like oh god i hate kids man kids are the worst i'm like well if they're drug addict kids <laughs> right yes. what you expect you might they might be fucked up on some drugs mm-hmm. <laughs> good grief um so yeah chris d- don't fuck with travis and uh the new family dynamic and uh he just wanted to uh because oh wait i'm sorry not chris travis don't fuck travis. With, uh i mean nick doesn't nick. fuck with that with travis at the time and so nick uh travis has to step out of the room and he gets a phone call and it's his his ex-wife it seems and she's there with her with their son and she's like uh he don't want uh it's your weekend to take him and he acting like he don't want to go and he's like uh well you know he need to come up here and the the son chris overhears you know this conversation and looks like he's studying or writing or something and um he's like i don't want to go and like i like this scene because the mom and chris have an argument as the phone call is going so travis is just on the line like all right well just put him on the phone god damn like like fuck it like obviously i'm talking to him through you like just put him on the phone let's get this over with so he gets on the phone with chris and um 
he's like look man um it's my weekend and you know uh, you're supposed to come visit and he's like i don't want to go and then the mom says <laughs> she was like well how you know i ain't got plans <laughs> like, <laughs> like i might not want to hang out with you like what kind right. of shit is this <laughs> mama gotta have a life too uh so yes he he's like uh look i'm um i'm not going and travis just kind of gives up because you know he tries to pull like appeal to his higher nature and be like well look you know that nick's going through a time and he would be here for you and he's like no he wouldn't at least not like that because i ain't on drugs and he he ain't my brother so fuck him right and uh travis like and that's understandable from a teenager right and then travis like put your mom back on the phone and then he's like keep him (laughs) <laughs> yeah like i'm not gonna deal with that bullshit i read that as fuck him yes. <laughs> just fuck him <laughs> yeah. um so so then um maddie is late for work she needs to take uh alicia to work and she's like someone needs to stay with nick travis volunteers even though they both work at the same place um, i mean alicia to school yeah alicia yeah, school. Yeah, yeah. i forgot what i said what i say work oh yeah it is her job yeah she gotta take alicia to to school slash work okay because she worked there and alicia ass gotta go get educated right uh so she's like all right i gotta go you know and travis is like i'll stay there she's like why and he was like why i love you she says well you're stupid (laughs) yeah i liked it too man and uh she's like you you didn't sign up for all this and he said yes i did um and she was like okay that's enough and he's like did you throw up in your mouth a little bit and she's like yeah anyway uh so she gets out of there he stays to wait with with nick as nick tries to you know sleep off his injuries or whatever mm-hmm. um and so they get in the car with it's alicia and maddie driving to school mm-hmm. and alicia has her headphones in maddie's like take them headphones out i want to talk and alicia's like look man he ain't gonna ever be shit mom <laughs> i know what the fuck are we talking about we've been here before yeah and i was like damn that's alicia's not playing man and um, you know i think it's more to protect herself i think that's like a defense yeah. mechanism because mm-hmm. she was like i've been down this road too many times yeah and maddie was like i just need some hope and alicia and was, like, was like you ain't getting it from me she was like fuck hope <laughs> <laughs> and change because he ain't changing yeah she even tried to like say it sarcastically like everything's gonna be okay like yeah yeah <laughs> like, <laughs> and, you know and like i said i was kind of understanding of her like the other reason that i'm so understanding of these people at this moment they don't know a zombie apocalypse coming no they right. don't these are real problems what we are watching is a, essentially a family drama turn into a zombie apocalypse show correct right. so for people that are like pissed about this shit like these are normal problems i'm saving three hundred dollars my brother is a drug addict my i you know i want to be with my boyfriend when i go to college like these are just now have a blended family right these are normal problems that you don't get to have in the zombie apocalypse so why not relish in this because we know in two three weeks it won't these won't be problems anymore Mm -mm. people complained about the teenagers before like so i guess some early reviews so i was expecting to hate every teenager on the show Mm. because teenagers are typically assholes anyway 
But I feel like there's a difference between these kids who have real fucking problems where, like, your parents can't even afford to call a fucking plumber. Right. Your mother's boyfriend has to fix the sink because mm-hmm. they don't have $300 like that. That's a difference between the typical teenagers you see on some shows where they live in a nice house, the parents are still together, mm-hmm. and they just got an attitude for no fucking reason. I was like, these kids have real problems. Yeah, and, you know? and honestly, like, to me, they're pretty well adjusted. Like, one of them's a fucking drug addict, but like drug addiction happens to people. The right. other, you know, the other one is an overachieving, um, you know, uh, school person, but you know, she got a bit of an attitude about her brother having a drug addiction. Like, right. as someone that would have to deal with all this fallout because they're clearly showing you that there's a rich history between all these people. Mm-hmm. And that this drug addiction thing isn't like some new shit that she's just like, I'm so over it. Like, Right. She's been let down and had her heart broken so many times by, you know, his promises that she's just like, show me. Don't tell me. Just show me. Yeah. And people get an attitude about that. But that's such a that's a human reaction that you would have. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyway. Um, so um, Maddie and uh, Alicia get to school and we get our first of a running. I think I feel like running joke as uh, Principal Obama, um, who. <laughs> who apparently is an actor that has been typecast into principal of uh principals of, of schools that are about to have tremendous tragedies happen to him because he was also in my movie into the storm uh he was the principal of that high school that got hit by like triple tornadoes and, oh um, right. shit yeah not triple tornadoes yeah he was in that joint too as a principal <laughs> i was like this dude cannot get a good job as a principal man uh, but can we all agree he looks more like Obama than fucking Grey Worm on oh, yes. Game of Thrones? Yeah, he not does. even close. Not even close. Okay, like it's not. Yeah, Grey Worm doesn't even really look like Obama. People were just pressed to have a nickname, like right, right. <laughs> you know what I mean? But but this he dude could totally play Obama for like real, Mr. Obama. Yeah, if he could just get the inflection down on his voice, mm-hmm. that would have been cool if he just had done that for no reason. In this, <laughs> <laughs> well, a lot of kids out sick today with the flu <laughs> thought you were another victim there uh anyway so maddie uh comes in and buddy says there's a lot of people sick with the flu and she's like i got my shot and then um <laughs> he uh i don't think a shot gonna save you baby but I'm, yeah i'm sure the conspiracy theorists are like it was in the flu shots anyway <laughs> so uh he's like yeah all these kids calling out sick and then uh right right as uh he basically goes up to talk to her see if everything's okay she's like uh yeah we found my son nick uh he's like thank god i'm glad he's okay and then she's like yep um and he's like if you need to take the day off you know that's cool she's like nope i'm gonna work i'm fine and right then the metal detector goes out and this really nerdy kid is there and um he's uh walking through and uh, he tries to speed up he goes i'm fine he's like good glad to hear it still get your ass over here i don't know where he think he was going so maddie does this really slick move where she takes the change out of her purse side pocket and puts it into the boy's pocket and then out of his other uh and then uh in his other pocket she feels that there's a knife and so she i don't know if the principal noticed or not he kind of seemed like he did notice yeah um but maddie is like oh it's just some change 77 cents uh come but i need to talk to him anyway come to my office so i I feel like the principal picked up on it but i wasn't 
100 percent sure because he didn't say anything right right and then they go off maddie and tobias have this this chat <laughs> uh and she's like all right toby what it is man like i know you got a knife in your pocket pull it out what's the knife for and he's like look man um it's about to get real up in this right bitch. he was like i've been watching tv this year has been across five states yeah. you know so he's kind of aware of what's happening and it's one of those things where it's like coming probably on these obscure sites that most people go that shit ain't real but he's like right. no this shit is real and it wouldn't surprise me if for him he's he may have been around or a family member has like he's seen something that she hadn't seen yeah to make him be like i don't know what's happening but some shit ain't right right yeah and he's been playing resident evil and um <laughs> shit like that and, and then also he probably um like he probably like on reddit or something you know whatever yeah. the kids are doing these right. days he's probably snapchatting zombies getting killed <laughs> and 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 the, and and maddie just kind of lets you know like that age gap thing where she's like what are you talking about and he's like uh look man five different states are having this this outbreak and we're safering numbers and all this shit and she's like listen stupid if there was a problem the government would tell us about it duh go on to class and don't let me catch with no more knives he was like oh you're one of those idiots that believe the government that was this was one of my like i said it would have been a problem because people were so upset that he wasn't articulating himself well enough like tell her exactly what it is you think but he's a teenager one he's a teenager and then they gave him that painful fucking acne Mm. and drop that he's been bullied so you get that this is probably not a kid used to speaking up for himself right and when she says the whole you the two things you need to spend less time on the internet which probably made him feel like shit and then when she said the authorities would tell us the look on his face was like okay white lady who the system has never let you down yeah you don't get it you know like he was like i can't he knew he couldn't talk to her he's like we're all dead so thanks right <laughs> um but yeah i was oh. okay with that because she also feels like the kind of her and travis actually feel like the kind of teachers that um would give somebody a second chance now i know in real life that might not be how teachers act all the time but for the tv show purposes they're those like you know above and beyond teachers and Mm -hmm. it didn't seem out of character that especially a person that had a drug addict son and shit like that right would be like look man i know you're a good kid just don't do this shit again okay and i'm not gonna like call the police and shit you know um so she sent his ass on to to school and put the knife in her desk did you guys notice the knife? Because my husband had a problem with it. He was like, that shit couldn't cut butter. I was like, I thought yeah. it was like a switchblade. I wasn't paying attention. Oh, it well, wasn't sharp? Uh, it, was, it was like a flat knife. But the thing is, like, it's a kid that brought a... It's not like... Listen, if a zombie attacked Toby, he was dead. It didn't... <laughs> like, it's not like he... Even if he would have had a fucking sword or a machete, he was going to die. So it's not like... It, it to me it made sense that his nerdy ass would be like i'll take my blade of cutting plus two and <laughs> take it to take it to work and take hope i level up yeah my my elf sword or whatever the fuck it was <laughs> um so yeah he, he probably just walked out of there like i'm just glad she didn't get my dice um <laughs> oh lord um so <laughs> i was gonna be the grand wizard today so alicia is hanging out with um uh her boyfriend matt 
who is an art, artist and we can tell because he's painting a mural and he's pissed because he's like this is some paint by numbers bullshit and he's like i'm gonna come back later and tag this shit <laughs> and, <laughs> and uh alicia's like um whatever and he's like what are you even doing out of class uh she's like you know third period i don't feel like going to spanish or whatever and he's like well you know i gotta stay in class because all us can't be going to berkeley like you you know um and uh you know i felt good about this scene because it was good to see randy from the wire working again you know what i mean i never knew what happened to that dude so i was like cool man glad to see you around um and i really thought they put this scene together well because it came immediately after tobias had told um maddie that nobody was going to college no one's doing it doing anything they think they are and then you have this scene between matt and alicia where she's just obsessing about getting away going to college yeah. and kind of getting up you know moving on from from this you know this part of her life mm-hmm. it's like none of that shit's happening Mm-mm. and i'm glad that they didn't do the whole um like i don't know yet how much of a like known this relationship is yeah but i was so glad that they didn't so far seem to go like the secret black boyfriend route like yeah if it felt like genuine like he genuinely liked her and she genuinely likes him and it's not something like she's rebelling because you know her brother gets all the attention because he's overdosing and she right. so what can i do oh i'm gonna date a black guy it just felt like a real organic relationship you know what it felt like? like it feels like um when you just cast the best actor right that's how it felt right. to me like they were just like it's a relationship and there's really no need to talk about you know although i think some subtle ways race came up but it never was like a hey look at this forbidden love it's just kind of like yeah man people fuck it happens um so yeah uh nick wakes up and travis is uh chilling in there with with nick the drug addict and he immediately tries to charm travis into taking off his braces (laughs) and travis is like and travis tries to charm him into telling him what the fuck really happened um (laughs) And I like that scene because they both were kind of like playing each other, you know, because mm-hmm. uh, Nick, you know, he's a drug addict. Like he's being as nice as it is to get out of that situation, like oh, whatever man. it takes. Um, and and that was when I really started being like, I love the job that this guy is doing as Nick. Because mm-hmm. this, you know, the first scenes are kind of like, you know, obviously the, the terrified, scary scene. Then the uh you know talking to the cops talking to his mom interrogation kind of avoiding things scene um and then there's this kind of moment where he's reliving the horror of trying to remember what happened when he woke out of you know woke up that morning and you can see it on his face you know Mm -hmm. like 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 you can see and it's not that he's going oh no this horrible thing happened it was so hard to see he's going am i fucking crazy because i don't i i do a lot of drugs i don't hello i'm nick i don't know if you know me i do a lot of drugs <laughs> but i've never seen that shit before and, right right and i don't think any of that shit might have happened i think i'm fucked up now he's like it either came from the drugs or it came from me right so he was like i need to know which one yeah mm-hmm. and travis decides um after nick confesses when he's like uh she was eating them and he whispers again she was eating them and 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 travis is like i better investigate this shit before i tell his mom 
you know right to be sure it's legit yeah this don't seem like the kind of thing and it, and it makes sense that you would double check because yes if the first person to tell me about the zombie apocalypse happened to be my crackhead uncle tom <laughs> that sold me them jordash jordan nikes ah not jordash i'm i'm gonna double check that's all yeah. i'm saying I'm not running with Tom's word. No offense to Uncle Tom. You know, right. good, per- <laughs> good person, rest in peace. But um, yeah, I, I would definitely double check. And I feel like that's what Travis was like. And Travis also didn't want his wife's heart or uh, I guess girlfriend. Mm-hmm. He didn't want Maddie's heart to break again over this shit. So he felt like he was kind of taking a burden on himself. And I think later we even find out he's kind of doing it because of his relationship with Chris is so strange. Right that he's overcompensating to build a relationship with travis so there's a lot of good motivations there and instead you just got people going it's so stupid Go right like and it, and it also explains why he didn't call the cops because we see how her reaction was i mean it's one thing to know that your son is on drugs and that maybe something bad happened there or whatever but i don't know too many parents that would be like well let's get the cops involved first and let them figure it out right and if, the next thing you know your son's arrested right if my son <laughs> accidentally first of all I don't necessarily believe my son. Remember that. He's on drugs. <laughs> Two, if I do find out my son committed triple fucking homicide, I won't know for myself first. Right. I might need a minute. Sorry, everybody. The process. Is- I hate to let down the, the halls of justice, but I might need a minute to process the idea that whatever came out of my vagina is a serial killer. So I'm going to need, <laughs> I'm going to need a second. And, and I don't think anything was wrong or crazy about that. Um, and basically when they, uh, so anyway, Travis goes there looks around he um he and they did this they did this a couple times where they know we're expecting zombies so they fuck with us he over he uh, he like moved the door behind the door there was like a crackhead hiding in a hoodie and he was just like oh they they trying to kill me (laughs) that was hilarious he was like bitch run i'm out (laughs) he's he's like don't kill me and just ran out and uh, i'm assuming he must have seen some shit right he probably saw the zombies and somehow he hadn't survived um so that dude and but and he's probably on drugs so it didn't come out right anyway right he, he runs <laughs> right. he runs the fuck out right um travis goes downstairs trip over a bucket into some blood oh just total i know he's not thing. white but i was like oh this just reeks of just whiteness just i got to go investigate shit yeah um and the thing is i wasn't really scared for him because he was necessarily in a drug den because i mean i've seen that before in movies and tv shows i mean breaking bad half the show is in drug dens and nothing right right it's not like drug dens are just full of people shooting each other and shit but um uh anyway so he he no one's in there also so while he does see the blood he doesn't really have any evidence to back up this zombie claim shit right so he but he does know something fucked up happened right right so he and it was like more blood than you would expect mm-hmm. right because yeah. after uh the first dude that was behind the door he seen like blood on the wall like he mm-hmm. was just seeing shit everywhere but he was like something not right now i hope oh. he washed his hands oh and something else oh i hope he did too oh mm-hmm. um, i get hepatitis right <laughs> oh <laughs> oh and uh that's actually how easy he died that's how it happened Shook sent him to a church to investigate something Shook was like I'm gonna change your life (laughs) sitting in there with them zombies Karen what were you gonna say I'm sorry I know something that Travis did that and I had to remind myself that uh, 
it was kind of the prequel mm-hmm. when he started yelling out yes. in the church and i was like oh my fucking god you're gonna draw him i did oh, the wait same, a minute you don't know i did the yeah. same thing in the beginning when he's like gloria glow gloria it's like he might as well start banging on pans and shit gloria ding, 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 hey and uh yeah so i i same thing i'm like oh my god y'all so crazy y'all stupid y'all gonna die but you know they don't know right you know as far as that concerned everything is normal so of course when you yell out you wouldn't because like i said he don't know so he was like hey i was like motherfucker the zombies that are in there you're not drawing them towards you Mm -hmm. the most he thought he was going to come across was like teenagers like nick right Right. or a drug a drug addict right right yeah yeah he thought some passed out heroin nap taking motherfuckers that's what he was looking for Mm -hmm. um so uh alicia and nick have a really nice moment in um the hospital where she's feeding him jello um and she also uh you know he he says basically like i know you're judging me basically because you're so perfect and i'm not and she's like that's not what i'm doing and um he promises to get off drugs and she pretends to believe him um and you can like i said and that's when it really comes full circle that she's really just trying to keep herself from believing in him because yeah, right. she can't take the heartbreak of him like letting her down again right because she actually you know, loves him mm-hmm. and you know she cares because you know um the first time i watched it i felt like everybody else when the phone rang in the beginning and they were just standing there I was like, they must got some bills. Nobody want to answer the phone. <laughs> right. Right. I didn't get. But then later, as you, the episode goes on and they keep referring to it. You realize Nick was missing for days. Right. And they were just standing there thinking, oh, shit, this is somebody's calling early in the morning. It's the call that Nick is dead. You know? Right. They thought it was. A, she even says at one point she's waiting on a call from the morgue. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. you know, the they think Nick is so lost that he might die. Any day um, now. So then, um uh travis tells maddie outside the hospital that he went to the drug den something really bad happened there she says i don't care uh and i at first i was like is she in denial but i think she just does not she knows that nick is untrustworthy right and she's just like it don't fucking matter like it doesn't even matter if fucking the punisher visited that place and killed everyone the only thing that matters is he needs to go to rehab and that's that's what i'm focused on and that's what i worry about and i can relate to that uh as a character because that's how i am about life where i'm just like okay this thing is fucked up now okay what is the solution that's the only thing i really want to talk about you know exactly yeah um so and 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 she also i love how she talks to travis although i'm sure some people are gonna be like she's a bitch because she's a woman and she has titties in a vagina right but if you do talk like that it wouldn't be a problem yeah but she hit him with the like flat out truth where she's like look i know you think you can fix this but only rehab can fix this and i know you're overcompensating because of chris and yep. he was like Mm, those are good points yes (laughs) (laughs) she cut to the heart of that shit and i love that they did that i love that like you said she was able to because some people in our feedback they were like how bitchy she was and i was just like she's a fucking grown woman who's not mincing her words and i'm glad that they didn't have him react like a punk about it you know just like yeah you're probably right Right. that's what i'm doing (laughs) and i hate when they do the typical like couples have to argue and make up by the end of the show thing um because i was like i don't want to have an argument i've already seen enough humans this year 
so i can have family arguments to last me a lifetime right right all right i like it when uh when the, even if you're upset or whatever like uh if you have that kind of relationship where you can be frank and honest with each other i don't think anything's wrong with that it's not like nope. it's not like she then called him a bitch ass nigga and slapped him or something she just <laughs> she, she basically just was like i think this is what it is and he's like that 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 is what it is okay <laughs> um so touche meanwhile nick been tied up in that bed longer than the author in uh misery ah i was expecting uh expecting uh somebody come in and hobble his ass um <laughs> but he he's in there and uh you know he's made his last promise you know uh uh to travis comes in and travis is like hey man you need to get up off them drugs man and he was like i ain't gonna get off these drugs i'm, I'm about to beat this shit he says you mean it? he says i always mean it yeah <laughs> I'm a i cr- love that i'm a crackhead mama <laughs> um, i always mean it at the time right right uh so then uh alicia is hanging out with matt and he says meet me at the school i can make this better mm-hmm. and she says yeah how you magic and i was like is he a magical negro <laughs> that is a role that a lot of negroes get in shows but they, uh, they, he might be i don't know that that might have been a clue pay attention maybe he was gonna <laughs> fix that white woman's life but uh so yeah she's like well your parents still out of town and he was like yeah and she was like how about uh we have some sex then but they said it in such cool romeo and juliet terms now i don't know if that's because they're sensitive artistic kids who are just much more mature than i was at that age because i would have just been like when you gonna let me cut and he was like <laughs> he, he was like i'm gonna make you feel better we can go to the beach because i need you and she was like no we need each other and i was just like oh y'all are deep uh-huh. <laughs> I'm gonna watch the sunset. <laughs> Being all romantical and shit. Yeah, it's like what? I, I, like I would have just been like, so you want to come over and watch TV or something? And Netflix and chill. Netflix and chill. <laughs> Netflix and chill. Maybe you can stream some of this BBC. You know what I'm saying? Oh Lord. Um, what care they have British shows on Netflix? Get your mind out of the gutter. Oh my God anyway uh, they do got bbc on netflix that's what i'm saying she will be interested she seemed like the kind of lady that'd be interested in some bbc programming and i feel like <laughs> matt would be the perfect person to introduce her to all right mm-hmm. she might want to watch luther karen does bbc mean big black cock whoa whoa nina get your mind <laughs> out of the gutter oh my god you ladies yes are filthy <laughs> Any, I was talking about Luther or maybe mm, Doctor mm, Who. Mm, mm, <laughs> Come on, man. When Doctor Who been black? Mm-mm. I didn't say anything about black. I said BBC, <laughs> the British Broadcasting Company. No big black cock. Oh God, just I'm moving on because you guys are disgusting. <laughs> um, <laughs> we done made the show dirty. So, uh, tra- <laughs> Travis is teaching. Uh, he's in school finally. <laughs> <laughs> right. finally took his ass to work <laughs> right like i almost forgot he had to go he had a job because he's been hanging out with motherfucking um right, i thought it was stay at home dad working hard yeah and so he's teaching this uh multicultural class in la and of course he's teaching about survival um from some novel i forget who it was that he was teaching but 
um someone tried to tell me on twitter they were like yes it's from this book and it's about a wolf and it's about this and i was like i don't care i'm not gonna read that shit i don't need a synopsis i don't even give a fuck about those background clues if it was that important they should just come out and tell me i was like well isn't it interesting that the wolf was a time no it's not interesting at all <laughs> i don't give a damn about that wolf what i learned was that he was teaching the person about survival and fire um yeah. so anyway so there was a guy who was in the class and he was sleeping and his name was russell um and travis was such a good teacher that he brought russell into the discussion from being asleep and all, all i could hear was this <laughs> that's all i could hear was just him saving that young black man's life through knowledge yes uh of course uh that kid's probably gonna die tomorrow but of course uh so yeah he basically said look man this is about survival and uh that he says you know that's what this author is trying to teach us and i was like it's like if i would have had any complaints about the show it would have been that kind of moment where like the eve of the zombie apocalypse we just happen to be doing all the lessons on how to survive (laughs) (laughs) like like, you know like that shit in tv is always super ironic anytime there's a classroom setting they always happen to be learning the lesson they that that they should be learning in the tv show so right because like in real life people are dumb and don't listen right (laughs) so that (laughs) was funny i'm telling you but we know this shit ain't gonna matter he's like and why would he try to start a fire you know shit like that anyway um so um we got a fake ass horror movie scare with principal Artie <laughs> looking at his back and then ominous music started playing and then he turns around and he's like oh i'm just listening to the to these teachers i was like you eavesdropping on teachers though <laughs> principal Artie is snitch man with the nsa or something <laughs> i didn't know you could eavesdrop on classroom yeah, you're talking about review or something right yeah. Yeah. right how many times have travis and uh maddie tried to have sex in there he probably listened in do you think that's how like that's why the kids have such a problem with them because they're both teachers at the school do you think like maddie broke up that happy home Mm. took took travis from his wife maybe maybe yes and and if so they probably i i guarantee you we'll hear something about that oh yeah for sure and it's bad enough to like have your parents or one parent teach at the high school but to like have the whole school know who your mom is sleeping with Right. right you know and i mean it's two teachers too so like they're there for when you fuck up you know what i mean like yeah so and so skip class okay i'll talk to him you know what i mean mm-hmm. like yeah it would be very overbearing and uh honestly travis seems like too good of a guy man i would definitely see why people you know why kids would resent him with with angst because he is kind of a good guy you know right and we'll see what happened to their father and where he's at because uh mm-hmm. i'm interested to know all that background um and by the way they get like a 15 episode second season so okay yeah um oh, i can't wait mm-hmm. uh so anyway fake horror movie scary then nick uh has to poop in a pan in the hospital asian nurse is like pooping his pan he's like come on man can't you at least untie one of my hands and she was like uh fine i don't got time for the shit anyway and untie one of his hands he immediately oh, wait. 
Mm-hmm. That was the crackhead charm, right? Did you oh, guys notice how, like, his whole everything changed? I was like, that is how a crackhead convinces you to give them, like, your last $5. He has been trying, yeah. he has been trying to crackhead charm somebody the entire fucking time. Like, and she, she didn't want to touch his dick anyway. So she was like, yeah. fine. Yeah, she's like, uh, oh, yeah, I don't have to clean up your shit. Please. <laughs> Which I was like, why can't they just, like, let him go to the bathroom and just supervise it? because it was you know he was able to walk and shit but i I mean i understand why she would be like fuck it i got other shit to do anyway Mm -hmm. Um, that's one less nasty thing i gotta fucking touch or deal with right so he you know he gets out immediately and he drops the pan it hits the ground makes a lot of noise she comes barging in and you're supposed to be like oh shit she she realized he's fucking up but instead it was the old man who was next to him was dying I, i i think that sound made the old man die because <laughs> he like dropped it and all of a sudden the dude flatlined yep. that's what my husband said scared him to death right oh oh shit Ding. and so nick immediately went and by the way they did slow motion on this again so it's like the third time they did slow motion for nick in the show but they did slow motion of him closing the blinds to the door and stealing the old man's clothes yeah. Um, to let you yeah. know what's happening mm-hmm. you know what's cool about this i didn't do it but apparently they have the uh i think they call it like a second screen experience mm-hmm. like if you're watching a show you could do the amc app and um when that guy coded and they tried to resuscitate him notice they didn't try very long and then the doctor says we got to get him downstairs right apparently they have this document like a fake document from the world health organization that in the universe in the show it lets you know that this shit has been going on for weeks and Mm. hospitals have a protocol where first of all if somebody has a do not resuscitate they tell all the hospitals ignore it don't let anybody die and if they do die and you can't bring them back in 60 seconds you have to treat their body like biohazard waste Mm. and they have places in the hospital to take them and then it says if for some reason a person you thought was dead starts exhibiting behaviors like they're alive do whatever is necessary to contain that hazardous ways so i like that because you they didn't explain why they didn't try to save his life longer like you know once they realized he wasn't coming back in 60 seconds they knew he was gonna turn and i just thought he didn't have insurance (laughs) (laughs) oh okay Oh, oh for me because i didn't know that knowledge i thought that well maybe they're taking him downstairs i was like he's gonna turn and eat them all up yeah, yeah, which I think is what happens when they come back later and Nick mm-hmm. is missing, that the nurse is all flustered. I think we're just to assume that he did turn. Yeah, it just says, uh, I, I think I heard under their breath, they were just like, Obamacare, and then they just <laughs> let him die. They just let him die. Uh, so, yeah, the old man dies right on time. Nick steals his clothes, uh, drops some change out of his pocket. I'm sure he picked it all back up. Of course. Um, and I couldn't help but think, uh, as he escaped the hospital, he has to stink so bad. Right. <laughs> he is wearing an old, a dying old man's clothes. He hasn't showered in days, probably living in that drug den. And he's going to walk around in LA hot ass sun. Smell like being gay and mm-hmm. arthritis medicine and tiger bomb and just old people smell. All this because he didn't want to go to rehab. Right. 
so travis and maddie show up at the hospital asking about the whereabouts of nick and that asian woman was like i ain't nobody got time for this <laughs> yeah and i was all the cops yeah it was so funny about that i was like look wherever y'all are y'all in the hospital in the bag set it down she was like bitch i ain't got time for your problems i don't know where he is uh you call the cops you handle this i was like well goddamn. and this is the time where i started noticing little stuff in the background the phone was now ringing off the fucking hook at the hospital yes it was <laughs> like there were just little signs of chaos that were kept happening in the background of shit that you know didn't really you know seem to be a big deal but they just ramped up mm-hmm. so that was my first thing where i was like oh shit must be going crazy um because she didn't just have an attitude but it was like she wasn't answering them phones and she's like man i gotta go <laughs> um so they go uh so maddie's finally like take me where i'll start it so now she's ready to see the crack house mm-hmm. so they go to the shooting gallery and travis says stay here i'll go in and she says you think i'm waiting in the truck <laughs> And Travis Are you was like, right, Travis right. Was like, oh yeah, that's right, my bad. Right, uh, and I don't blame her. She was like, fuck no, I'm not gonna be here by myself. Yeah, uh, and I think Travis was trying to be brave and strong for her and shit. And he was way. scared. But he knew his ass <laughs> wanted to matter to go in there with him. Right. You know? Uh, so she goes in, she's like, something bad happened here. And he, and he's now the calming, level-headed person who's like, you said it yourself, things happen here all the time. Uh, it could just be a stabbing or something, mm-hmm. man she's like no no you were right this is fucked up and he's like, it's real fucked up and then he's like come on we can just go now and she's like no i need to see see it you know because she i guess she wanted a better understanding and things like that and i also think that uh to me it showed that she's a real rounded character because you can be assertive and demanding but also be to the point where you crumble too you know and you have flaws too and for some reason people think especially being a woman it's like you're strong you're never supposed to break down have a problem have issues but men are allowed to be very diverse i like how she said that she as a mother she was like he slept here yeah like it like legitimately broke her heart that he was living in that filth and then she wondered if it was her fault because she Mm -hmm. said it's genetic yep so you think she was a drug you think she has an addict had an addiction problem or maybe the father i think she might have had one but that's how i took it too yeah it could be it could be the father but if she said it's her fault because genetic i feel like she would be speaking for herself i I agree which also would explain why she's so understanding of the behavior (laughs) um and so adamant about you know not giving up on him also um it made sense to me that they both would go back into the crack den again because they're teachers in la <laughs> come on man it's obvious they would go back in <laughs> right it makes sense tonight they didn't even think about it it was like uh, going to a crack den what is it tuesday saving the kids yeah gotta save these kids uh so yeah finding those drugs did break maddie's heart because she found a book and it was like oh man something ohio i looked well, it up earlier it's his- like a collection of uh of short stories right and um, he must keep it keep it with him the book yeah 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 because she recognized that it was his book right. and inside of course was drugs <laughs> so she slammed the drugs down disgusted like oh drugs i didn't think that would be in his drug paraphernalia book <laughs> and, i wanted the pages to be hollowed out and then the drugs yes. just like stuck in there but instead i guess he does read some right i guess just a little bit so or maybe you fade near the fade now i don't know do police not looking books for drugs apparently not 
anyway that broke her heart and travis says come away now angel come away and uh i was like travis so sweet you know he's such a sweet guy i'm gonna miss him when he dies <laughs> he, he seemed too sweet i'm already doing my calculations of too sweet for the zombie apocalypse in my mind and travis so is on my list of dead people oh <laughs> he too nice he gotta he die he's gonna die trying to help somebody or some shit some stupid shit <laughs> try to save some kids yeah right uh, well that music playing in the background you're gonna see him go down and get eight uh they knew to go to calvin's crib uh somehow apparently calvin is uh maybe even a former student but we know he's at least nick's friend right they may have done drugs together at some period of time maybe or maybe they just thought he was you know their friend and he wouldn't know where how to track down nick because he called them by their last names which oh, made me okay. think that maybe he was a former mm-hmm. student right yeah, i thought he was a student and then when something about the way they asked if he's been okay mm-hmm. he kind of like smoothed down his shirt I, I wondered if maybe they hung with the same crowd and he just ended up better than nick like he didn't I, yes i thought that too okay. like maybe he got clean or something mm-hmm. and he was because he kind of even said like well you know nick kind of moved on from hanging out with us so mm-hmm. you know like maybe nick just got worse or or something you know but he just had this vibe and he was so clean cut they roll up he's he's vacuuming out like his parents van like fooled the fuck out of me i was like look at this good ass good egg With the, it was the wheelchair this was like a handicap accessible van too right yes. was, finally we got some diversity in black roles on this show we got an artist we got a principal we got a, a good kid who's just cleaning out his folks car and right offers to stop what he's doing and make phone calls to help you track down your crackhead white boy son i said <laughs> i like me some calvin i'd let him date my daughter for sure well wait a minute i have to say thanks to karen and rod i have a lot more black people in my life than mm-hmm. i did like a year ago and we make everything better so that's a good thing mm-hmm. but what i have learned from our new listeners that we got from you is if a black man doesn't have facial hair, right. you can't trust, can't trust him. him. So I knew that I knew that nigga was no good. I was right. like, he ain't got no facial hair. But and see, I know. here's the thing, though, Nina. I didn't know that the Walking Dead cast casting people knew that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And TV is pretty much the opposite, right? Like TV, black dude with no facial hair means white people trust him, and yes. then and then they always cast like some good guy like that, and then the black the bad thug guys right. always have goatees and tats and uh in this case he was clean cut as fuck i was like wait a minute maybe they don't you know, okay so he's a good kid and um such when he offered to call around and shit yeah yeah um alicia gets stood up at the uh at the beach yeah i think he did amen that's what i was gonna ask you guys i don't know john on our show he seems to think that's too obvious okay especially because she texted him you better be dead right <laughs> maybe he's cheating on her now I, um, I don't think he is I, I either think he's dead or either they're going to go into what happened at his house yeah i think like, he dead because and she ain't getting no dick tonight or never never again yeah. not, not that dick not unless she wanted zombie infested no bbc shows tonight <laughs> no bbc on bbc Mm-mm. uh i and so um um finally um maddie and um travis are driving home and they have a a real cool piece of dialogue that i wrote down which is uh she was like you know i kind of feel like i'm a bad person because i don't know if i want him to come home and he says i get it and she says you do 
i don't what does that make me and he said human and she said weak mm. and i was like see that's why travis gonna die man <laughs> maddie, <laughs> maddie already at that level where she's like yeah this is, I, maybe i'm just not as strong as i need to be and travis yeah, like, like no you gotta have compassion because i already know i will be one of the first people to die i already know this yeah. i'm just too compassionate maddie's halfway to being shane already <laughs> yeah <laughs> right maddie's like i shouldn't even let my son come home uh so that was uh some good dialogue and i like that travis was trying to be strong for maddie uh maybe they'll make a good team in the z-pac um and then uh traffic stops and but it's still la so they don't really think it's that serious um he's like maybe it's a wreck or something up there and uh the helicopter fly overhead and you can kind of hear from inside the car there's like a muffled and then like he opens the door and uh police drive by almost knock his door off but he doesn't hit it um then he they open the doors of the truck and like stand up in the truck so like they're not out of the truck but they're just kind of like one foot in and then standing up to hear what's going on and um the helicopter then more clearly you can hear it say do not get it out of your vehicle stay in your car and i was like that's not a good fucking sign right to which then you can see travis the the realization that shit is getting real on travis's face and right as he has the moment like maybe we should get back in the car gunshots ring out and he's like oh we should definitely get back in the car right let's go bitch yeah i heard dumb ass talking about what's happening right you not, <laughs> you not getting in the fucking car like i just said is what's happening right <laughs> i will leave you here come on and he said we're getting out of here and he like drives off he's like fuck the rules of the road right I'm that's not... when you know you got brown people right not waiting to see what the fuck happens uh they show up at school principal obama was upset <laughs> still mad about the damn flu yeah did, 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 did. fucking kids on that bus right, right. Did, and he looked at the bus driver like um did you stop at all the stops i mean come right. on no no nobody the driver's looking like i can't make the kids get on the bus dog he like took you long <laughs> enough then he told the security guards like hope you guys got your flu shots <laughs> i was like i was like i cannot wait for you to die um <laughs> and don't and y'all better not write up here being sad about a black man dying he need to die he's stupid and keep talking about the flu and it's obvious a zombie outbreak is going on everyone's looking at zombie outbreak on his phone and he talking about some goddamn flu shots <laughs> uh, <they are laughs> so then they started well, he's watching a the principal though you know his mind everything you know is political okay yeah. man. okay if, you can, if i look on my phone and the cops are openly shooting people 75 times and they not black it's something more than flu man <laughs> that's true uh, i thought he was gonna say and they're not dying <laughs> no no so they uh <laughs> yeah because they don't shoot white people for nothing the so they watched the footage of the zombies basically coming to life and they were all speculating that it was like bath salts and shit uh which you know i keep thinking like if i first saw that happen and i was in this universe where there's no like zombie folklore i right. might think some shit like that like yeah obviously they got a new type of drug and they was like, like police were like beating the shit out of people with billy clubs and they were just like nope i want brains <laughs> yes and and they and they did what they were trained to do you shoot like the massive part of the body right. so that's why people's like why are they wasting the bullets because they have no fucking idea they didn't know he was going to get back up and continue to walk mm-hmm. so and he first bit a uh 
paramedic, right? Mm-hmm. Like he was laying yeah. on the stretcher. Ugh. Yep. Oh man, people who do that job, God mm-hmm. bless you. Right, and that's when they realized this is the shit that we drove away from. Right. Mm-hmm. So then um they cut to Alicia, who's in class, and her friends are watching it on their phones, and they're speculating about what it is. And of course, they're younger, a little more disconnected um there's a goth girl and a black girl and then alicia watching the stuff on their phones and in the video that they show like almost like police camera footage from like you know those vest cams right. of them shooting a the guy and she's and the one girl you can tell she's watching a lot because she's like oh look at this look at this kill <laughs> shot <smart>. bitch <laughs> yeah, yeah kill shot bitch and i was like she must be a gamer or something maybe they're trying to drive it home and uh the black girl just had this upset look on her face which i was like that's a small touch but that is how it happened because <laughs> we're we're so sick of watching black people get killed on the by the cops and you know she had this look like goddamn cops killing everybody again <laughs> like how how am i gonna get home tonight right and uh alicia uh the by the way their teacher was teaching chaos theory yes another you know another <laughs> message right um, <laughs> so so teacher teacher chaos theory and she comes over she's like do i gotta take y'all phones and she snatches one of their phones i'm assuming the black girls uh because she wasn't because <laughs> she wasn't doing anything wrong uh, <laughs> ain't that known how it is right and then that's when alicia's mom maddie busted in it was like hey uh the intercom says they have to at school so she comes in she's like maddie uh, uh alicia come on we gotta go and um um you know they they leave the school and tobias is on the bus oh this is my favorite scene of the whole episode he was looking at maddie like ollie looked at john in game of thrones right like bitch i told you something wasn't right He's like where's my knife <laughs> i want it back you killed me remember, i'm going to die now bitch. remember this face you killed me <laughs> i'm gonna be a zombie with acne because you could not fucking <laughs> listen to nobody right the government gonna tell you shit and they had a moment where they both recognized each other that was just such a good moment and um, his face was priceless yes the, all the shade um so calvin uh calls maddie i mean calls uh nick and he's like yeah. we're gonna meet at a diner because nick's been calling him all fucking day to which i'm just like yo don't you have to want to kill this motherfucker by now like you know what i mean like <laughs> it's annoying your phone up. right so i should have known something was up because at this time i still trusted calvin at first but then he showed up and he was already sitting down in the diner in the corner facing the door he had just a glass of water and he had on his murder cap and murder jacket. <laughs> that- well, i mean it's la <laughs> it's la you wearing a black leather hat and a black leather jacket and all that heat i'm like man you came to kill i know when somebody come to kill somebody just come to kill somebody clothes and <laughs> fucking uh nick sits down with him and he's like hey man um i just need to talk to you about something and before he can even get all that shit out calvin's like hey man you've been telling people where i live and then i sell drugs and shit because like that's really not cool and right he's like they came checking for you why and keep in mind nick is in old man dead old man clothes mm-hmm. he's disheveled as fuck he hasn't slept or showered in days like he looks like honestly i expected calvin to rip open his shirt and find a wire underneath right <laughs> like he just looked fucking shady man and he was just like 
no nah, man I, I wouldn't do that i wouldn't tell him about what you do uh, <laughs> he's like he, he's like um uh look man um you you know your mom stopped by and and was asking about you he's like oh no they just really really worried about me and he's like well um you want like maybe you should get something to eat or something he's like no i don't need nothing to eat i just want to know um did you lace the drugs you gave me and he and like as a drug dealer that's very insulting right he was offended as fuck yeah he's like why the fuck would i because i want you paranoid not feeling any pain and <laughs> coming back up here fucking bothering me no that's crazy like i he's like and have you been telling people that shit like are you fucking up my sales right now right <laughs> telling people that my shit is laced when it's not man because that that's, that's fucked concern, up right that was the last insult well no second to last insult because then he offered him some food he said no and he was like i'll just leave and he drank out of calvin's water i missed that <laughs> <laughs> he didn't even ask man calvin offered you an entire fucking meal and you drank out of his motherfucking water dog i was like he got to kill him man he got this to kill my, him this was my favorite scene in the whole episode yeah this was really well done it was tense because i feel like everybody but nick knew that calvin was gonna try to kill him right mm-hmm. he was oblivious and if i didn't know that nick was like the star of the show or like one of the main stars i was just like he's so dead he's not yes. surviving this episode he tried to get up and leave and calvin grabbed his arm was like yeah sit back down and uh and nick you know and by the way nick he's just so good such a good actor right because you he, know who his dad is right stannis right stannis yeah Rackley. Mm-hmm. uh so he's gonna get burned at some point at the stage at some point <laughs> um look karen whatever it takes to be king so ah! he um so yeah he, he makes him sit back down and nick just starts basically crying and shit he asked him like hey man how are you doing and he says i'm managing and he very sarcastically slides this in because you know nick is like i'm managing i'm really trying i'm trying but while he's saying that oh <laughs> um, calvin goes clearly clearly <laughs> oh my god so much shade so few words oh uh, he's, he's like, clearly he's not managing at all you about to cry in this fucking restaurant right because he was like you basically making a scene yeah and we look like a gay couple right so, <laughs> yeah darren had him in a headlock right. yeah you look like i'm breaking up with you <laughs> right. so the, he basically asked him like look man you 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 got your shit on you to get high and he's like nah he's like well i'm gonna take care of you um so i'm assuming that nick thinks he's gonna get some drugs and get high and then he'll be okay mm-hmm. um to which calvin is like yeah man hop in the car uh and he started asking him like you know like hey uh how school or some stupid shit and then he leaves it with the question he really wants to know which is like so the cops talk to you he's like yeah he's, he's like i heard you was in an accident he's like yeah he said yeah yeah so uh did the cops have to come talk to you he said yeah man they had a lot of questions <laughs> i was like oh shit <laughs> you're supposed to say no or yes but i ain't say shit because i love you man he, he didn't know and so he, he's trying to get a high he didn't know so he pulled he stops the car in the middle of a fucking like the same place in terminator 2 where they had that shootout on the motorcycle um they was in the middle of no fucking where i don't know where yeah i don't know what those are called sewer it's runoffs the, i think it's the i said aqueduct but it might be like viaduct or something like okay. every 
every TV show and movie that have used this place, nothing good happens except that ever. scene in Greece. At, right, ever. Ah, like, that's you just, Greece. Yes. People go when there Sandy to die. decided she had to go dress like a whore to get him to love her, that's yeah. the best thing that happened at that place. Uh-huh. Right. <laughs> Typically, Arnold Schwarzenegger and a fucking 18-wheeler show up and it right. gets real, right? So right. he's like, all right, man, um, let me get this. He's like, he even says, sit tight, brother. It's safe here. And <laughs> he goes to get something out the trunk. And this motherfucker really sat back and smiled. Nick was so relieved. Yeah, because I have no idea. I'm about to get high. I'm going to mm-hmm. get my drugs. I didn't have to suck no dick or pay for it. I'm so happy. <laughs> a free hit. Just a free hit. So, of course, uh, Cal opens the door and, uh, he's got a gun. And, uh, he's like, come on, Nick, get out. And he's not holding the gun, uh, far enough back. And Nick kind of sees it. And he uses his crackhead strength to disarm that man. Yes, he was like, I can't die today. To, to struggle. And, uh, accidentally, um, I guess accidentally, uh, Nick shoots, gets shot by his own gun. And uh, one of those cliche like, oh, which way is the gun pointed? Struggles, <laughs> right? Uh, yeah, <laughs> it's like some shit out of a uh, fucking West Side Story or whatever, you know, <laughs> like just real dramatic shooting. So he, anyway, he shoots himself. He dies. Uh, Nick uh, looks kind of like disheveled, and then they go to commercial. And oh. what's so funny? He mm-hmm. was like, Calvin, Calvin, yes. yeah. Are you okay? Right. <laughs> like, are you, are you all right? Right. That didn't really didn't happen, did it? Right. And it was self defense. I mean, he would have. I feel like he would have gotten away because no one's gonna believe a white crackhead over an upstanding black gentleman. Um, <laughs> right. Uh, <laughs> now they definitely would have believed. They would have believed that white crackhead. Uh, <laughs> like, if you say so, man. Uh, we don't even need to look at the evidence. Uh, so yeah, he uh, Calvin's dead, and um they call he calls uh travis uh nick calls travis which is another reason why i'm like i guess the relationship was better than i thought mm-hmm. when he was basically like you don't know shit travis like right yeah. and i presume he's like anybody but my mama like yeah. i can trust you so of course travis shows up with his mama of course <laughs> like look man your mama ain't i ain't getting in trouble because you a crackhead come on man <laughs> right he i gotta like, live with her yeah right? I ain't. he was like i told you not to bring her dog so he basically is like look man uh we gotta cover up a murder uh i killed this motherfucker and but it was self-defense and they're like oh no sure we believe you uh, self-defense just show us the body so no, we can, that's uh, what travis was saying the mama was not on that boat travis oh yeah his i think his mom even said something like i don't believe it like yeah. she she said something flat out on some like nah this bullshit <laughs> where, well, where where is he then what are you talking about and right. then when they're driving to it she says this is our, this is my fault this is our fault because he mm-hmm. probably like she really that's how bad you know nick has been because she was believing that black kid mm-hmm. over her son to the end because she was like he probably went looking for him he wouldn't have even been out here if it wasn't for us right like, jesus <laughs> right so she was like hurt um and you know feeling like this is the ultimate price for letting him slide mm-hmm. anyway so um so so then they get there calvin's gone the body's gone uh and now we're back to maybe nick's crazy all right and this did he just make all this shit up clearly calvin's car is here but there's no body there's no gun like right and that was the most hilarious part because he was like 
what's happening he looks under the car he was like he he was like i'm not crazy y'all he was running around like is mr robot my dad i don't know (laughs) the fuck is going on did i I kiss my sister i thought he popped the hood he was like i know he healed um and so about that time they see that uh calvin is uh because they get in the truck to, to back up or leave or whatever and uh calvin's there and he's uh got a little hole in his stomach with a lot of blood on his shirt and he's kind of shuffling so they get out the car to go check on him and he says no right because he was like niggas like he will kill you yes and that's how you know they still didn't even believe nick like Mm -hmm. do you know what i mean like they stay still he told you i he was out here i shot him because he tried to kill me and they still hopped out the car and were like hey Kevin, is everything okay i was yes. like jesus yes um and keep him and like they don't believe this zombie shit either Mm-mm. right so right. they go um put him in the car i mean get ready to put him in i guess the truck or whatever to talk to him and before they can even like put their hands on him he just goes to bite uh maddie and i can't i watched this like three times I'm not 100 percent sure maddie didn't get bitten right but i mean i'm assuming she didn't because like why do you hire that actress to kill her two episodes in but exactly i have no idea because they cut to um you know he tries to bite her uh then um travis pushes him off of her and they have a small cut scene where he's holding her and she's like oh and i'm like is that a uh i got bit or is that just uh like you right, know that's disgusting you, yeah you yanked me off of him i don't know so um my man uh nick decides that one you know if, you, if you're gonna have to murder somebody get it right and uh he runs yeah, he over was, yeah he was like fuck what y'all doing runs over calvin with the car calvin gets back up again right then runs, that's what i was like oh shit so then he uh <laughs> switches from because he reversed over them first time right second time he uh drives over him frontwards and stops the truck and the truck and then calvin falls on the ground and 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 like is stops moving for a bit and they're like oh my god you killed kenny and And, then he started moving again and then calvin got up yeah calvin started moving again and they just go what the hell is going on and it's like (laughs) see you next week guys (laughs) (laughs) so uh i gotta say man i enjoyed it i had a great time and uh i really did uh i can't wait to see next week uh karen what are you looking forward to next week oh before i answer that question what i did like about uh this particular zombie is that they was very good at showing like after he hit him showing like his bones sticking out through his skin like they did a very very good job Mm -hmm. of showing the injuries because even after he got hit i think it was like a bone sticking out his neck or some shit like that yeah they did another one sticking out of his arm right so they did a Mm -hmm. very good job of letting you know well this is the walking dead and i mean we got used to the brutality and the grossness of the other series so i just feel like because we got to see a city full of life and with a lot of alive uninjured people Mm-hmm. we just kind of forgot that uh oh yeah this show is gonna get fucked up in a in a very quick pace and it was good for them to see it too because mm-hmm. this is like prior to that they just saw somebody getting shot right right and it's- here you're seeing like every time this thing got hit it got more more worse injuries and it's still getting up so they needed to see the bones sticking out and all that yes. right and it goes to show that nick is not insane mm-hmm. right um they were that's when they was like we i think travis kind of sort of already believed him yeah yeah he was like you might be telling the truth 
but now everybody was like yeah you're, you're not crazy and you're not insane dog yeah. you're still a crackhead though right that, that, crackhead. that shit ain't gonna change but <laughs> you were telling the truth right. uh so uh I, anyway man i'm just looking forward to uh, a lot of stuff next week um like how they cover up this murder or if they even bother with it because uh, all what, shit's going go ahead Karen. What, what would be the purpose of well yeah because well they don't know that it's fucking zombie apocalypse time yet true. like yeah i yeah. feel like a normal person would be like so this murder what are we gonna do about it <laughs> yeah <laughs> you we know gonna have, we're gonna have to talk about what happened I, it's gonna be interesting to see um how everything goes down like once shit start getting real because they show clips of how society breaks down and yeah. it showed like one kind of clip how they was kind of in the area he was like you guys are the lucky ones you yeah. know how did they get there and um it's gonna be really interesting to see just human reactions to people dealing with it for the first time because like we said in regular walking there we missed all of that part mm-hmm. nina what you looking forward to um i'm I'm really curious to see, like, um, I don't think we're ever going to get an answer because Kirkman said we're not, and I'm fine with that. Mm-hmm. But I still like the fact that, like you said, I think you both said earlier, the background stuff, mm-hmm. um, being able to pick up stuff like that and how people are reacting and how long this must have been going on. And I think what's real interesting for me is that, remember, we watched two seasons of The Walking Dead before we, if you didn't read the book, yeah. before you even knew that just dying anyway you're going to turn. So I think that's going to be real interesting to see that because just think how many people die in a day. Right. You know what I mean? Just from illnesses or whatever. So it's, yeah. So it's not just about watching people get attacked in turn, but just like to see how quickly it'll spread and all that. That's what I'm, I'm really, and, and I want to know if uh, Randy from the wire made it out. That was my only thing I was going to say. I just want to know where the fuck is Matt. Is Matt. Um, and BBC, yeah where's the bbc and um before we let you go man i just saw this on twitter and i just thought it was so cute um but uh this woman was talking uh this this person posted this video this woman who was talking about people i guess hating shit and she Mm -hmm. used uh some emojis it made me think about the people that hate fear the walking dead without giving it a chance uh let me Uh, see if i play it hey are you pressed are you mad are you upset are you sad? Can a bitch let me give you a hug? Cause you act like nobody shows you love. Get out your feelings, ho. Get, get out your feelings, ho. You stay complaining, you stay crying, you stay whining, ho. What you need? A pat on the back, bitch? Or do you need some candy in a pack, bitch? Cause all. Oh. She got props, by the way. Like, she put out candy uh, in the back, yes. That's gonna be my ringtone. Right? <laughs> uh, anyway, man, thank you so much, uh, Nina. Uh, I know this kind of went on for a second, but we really do appreciate you coming on we and hanging do. out with us. We love thank you. Thank you. Love you too. Karen and I go together, if y'all didn't know. Yes. <laughs> the the word do. on the street is that y'all go together. That is the word. Thank you guys no for problem. having me. I love every time I'm on. No doubt. Check out uh, yes. Podcast Fandom and ProjectFandom.com and yes. Arthur Nina Perez and ProFan Man on Twitter. They're a lot of thank fun, you. y'all. All right. Y'all. Peace. Peace. All right. We still have news to cover and stuff. Um so we need to get to that. Um uh so yeah, a man shot some um a news crew live on the air. You was telling me this at lunch today. Yeah, his name is Vester Flanagan. 
though he went by something else on like when he was a newscaster because he's a former newscaster too okay. and i guess he was hired and fired in like 2000 working up there uh at wdbj which is the uh the station uh so he shot and killed allison walker and cameraman adam ward in virginia wednesday morning and he has died of a self-inflicted gunshot wound um there was a press conference wednesday afternoon detailing the chain of events that led to the killings of walker and war as well as flanagan's death according to overton flanagan who broadcast at wdbj as bryce williams now i did not know you could do that like you could be a you could just go by a different name on the air for broadcasters for news I know people did that. I thought you just had to use your real name. That's true. Well, and to an extent, it would make sense because, you know, people are fucking insane. So, you know, people huh? get crazy about, you know, people, you know, a lot of news people say, you know, they get emails, you know, complaints and shit like that. So, oh, you mean to keep people from stalking you or something? Right. So I could, oh. particularly women. I don't know about men. I see, I just assumed it was probably for branding purposes. Like That's true, too. I Like, Vester Flanagan might be harder to remember, so Bryce Williams is less threatening to people. Right, right, right. And they might make you, yeah, like you said, they, the studios and shit might make so you does change that mean to be all, more user-friendly. Does that mean all the weathermen's names aren't really like Storm John? and mm-mm. lightning o'hara and shit nope mm. not it's me larry sprinkles I'm like <laughs> right, wait right. a minute wait a fucking minute right it's me rain tornado sir yeah. i don't think that's your real name yeah i wonder why the other people don't do that because the media people meteorologists do that but like why didn't the sports guy come on like it's me chip overtime and i'm here yeah. to talk about these sports right and i do honestly they kind of whiten it up to make it white friendly so you know that that would make sense well he left the scene of the shooting and drove to an airport where he abandoned his vehicle and took possession of a rental car he paid for last month a state trooper in interstate 65 received notification that the license plate of the rental car had triggered a license plate reader she followed playing his vehicle without activating her cruiser's lights while the radio while she radioed for backup when the state trooper did activate her blue lights flanagan did not pull over but took off at a high rate of speed his car was found in the median with flanagan at the wheel seriously injured from a self-inflicted gunshot wound oh. the suspect was airlifted to a nearby hospital where he died of his injuries approximately 1 30 p.m local time it's unclear how flanagan knew that the reporting team would be at the location they were killed on wednesday morning the fact that flanagan faxed a lengthy manifesto to abc news the night before the shooting indicates that his plan had been sometime in the making yeah i want to say it was even like her supposedly like her last broadcast or something like that flanagan left a trail of lawsuits in his wake suing multiple employers for what he perceived as racial and anti-gay discrimination why did i do it i put down a deposit for a gun 6 19 15 the church shooting of charleston happened 6 17 15 6 19 15 was the church was uh when he put a deposit down two days earlier that's when the charleston shooting happened dylan roof what sent me over the top was a church shooting and my hollow point bullets have the victim's initials on them as for dylan roof you delete it i don't know you fucked i don't know you want a race war delete it bring it on then you white whatever delete it flanagan was a jehovah's witness who said that god spoke to him and told him to carry out the shootings how come god never tells mm-hmm. you to do anything nice flanagan mm-hmm. Mm-mm, like god couldn't say nothing nice like he couldn't have been like hey man give some money to this homeless man he's like fuck that i'm a crazy god kill them white people man Mm-mm. that's what i'm into about this this death and schism yeah it will sound like i'm angry and i am 
uh and i have every right to be but when i leave this earth the only emotion i want to feel is peace the rambling missive said the church shooting was the tipping point but my anger has been building steadily i've been a human powder keg for a while just waiting to go boom that shit's scary yeah yep um so that was you know his reason i haven't read his manifesto it's like 23 pages um i am not going to read it sir i hope you will because you definitely ain't know me no mm-hmm. um but uh yeah i mean it was just crazy you know he actually posted the video to like twitter and facebook oh. it was taken down on twitter pretty much immediately right i think it was taken down on facebook um you know a lot of people have autoplay set to default on twitter so people saw this shooting over and over and over when people were posting this video uh which you know is a function you can take off it's not like you have to watch it a lot of people probably don't know how i didn't know it was like well fuck it yeah i saw the original footage from the actual news camera oh and that's not like the same is well you don't see like blood and shit like that but you know obviously you hear gunshots and then the camera right. kind of catches the guy's face holding a gun in a still shot that came out later um but it's not really you know clear or whatever um but then with his video that he posted i mean you can clearly see like he Ooh. like he's it's from his point of view he pulls the gun out and because they're doing a live broadcast they don't even notice it right uh and he even says bitch under his breath before like when she doesn't see the gun which is funny because like what why are you being polite at this time you pull a gun out and you're like bitch you know like i don't know if that was for us to be creeped out or if he really was just like well i don't want to interrupt the blog broadcast i mean i've been trained not to do that my whole life um but then like he pulls a gun out for probably three to five seconds and nobody sees it because uh, everybody's doing the interview or turned away from him and then after a while he shoots her a bunch of times uh, i think he even shot the person that's being interviewed in the back she got shot once uh and he shot the cameraman and supposedly he had issues with the cameraman because he had reported him um at some point to hr after working with him one time which probably just goes to show you how fucking crazy he was or whatever um also the woman was supposedly his replacement so yeah issues with her so you know there was just a lot of um you know it's just a lot of shit going on um and he tweet he had a twitter account that he had just like started like august 12th and you know he tweeted about like how he was a former like collect like you know how you get selected in for awards and stuff in high school like he was like some sort of model or some shit like you know i was i was selected the prettiest man in high school or some shit and then all of a sudden it took a turn to like yo fuck this news station fuck these people at this news station and you know like i say he posted a video he tweeted it i was i just happened to have a tv on the news this morning and which is a rarity for you right i'd never watched the news and it was like he said some crazy oh um he posted this video and they showed the actual news station video and what i noticed was they said we're only going to show this one time and we'll not show it again so if you're sensitive please leave the room because we're about to play the video right now and then they played the video of this woman being shot by by this guy right Mm mm-hmm 
and um they never played it again and it made me think like you know and i'm not trying to be crass but like they don't do that for black people mm-hmm. like imagine if that was a cop shooting her and you're a black person it'd be no fucking repeat they they like how many times do you see walter scott on tv getting mm-hmm. shot in the back in the middle of a park mm-hmm. how many times did you see eric garner being choked to death saying he can't breathe uh how many times did you see um you know um um the, the uh sam debose you know the guy who was shot in his car how many times did people see like you just replay them not only do you replay them you bring on two people to argue about the shit mm-hmm. and have a back and forth as this replayed and with one guy telling you why they deserve to be killed and the other person telling you why that's not okay and we're not gonna do any of that shit because these are white people and we consider them human beings so we will never have that conversation mm-hmm. about any of that bullshit because we know that it's wrong you know what i mean and 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 the thing is like that is admitting that there is some sort of total deficit that is put into your brain when you keep seeing loops of people dying Mm -hmm. and it's so funny that they're sensitive to that but there's no policy for that shit Mm -hmm. so you're only sensitive and you're only not playing it because of dude kill some some innocent white people right you know what i mean like um and there is a race aspect to it you know i've seen people bring up like is it a hate crime and shit i have no idea he's dead now so i don't know how that would have any bearing on anything but but why does this race why does race crimes only go one way why can't it go the opposite way what do you mean because you know they bring up is it a race crime because it's a black is it a hate crime i mean a hate crime because it's a black dude killing white people but when dylan roof went and shot that church it was everything but a fucking rape uh, um hate hate crime yeah yeah i I mean but there was the that was ruled a hate crime by the way so uh but yeah sometimes the people that argue for it is right. you know it's like the all lives matter people they just want to shut you down there was people saying stuff like where's black lives matter in this but where's all lives matter on this that's the larger question nick jew asked that question on twitter and that's that's 100 percent correct where are they ever at they only show up to tell black lives matter people to shut up they never show up for anything Mm-mm. they never show up to support anything they never show up to ask for answers to any crime um so um yeah he uh the when he was fired uh uh earlier um he they had to call 911 on him uh tv station called 911 when they fired vester flanagan the roanoke killer who uh swore them uh, flipped off employees and swore at them when he was let go in 2013 and the incident was recorded by his by his future victim adam ward Vester Lee Flanagan's bosses called 911 on the day that he was fired from WDBJ because of his volatile behavior. The incident was captured on camera by Adam Moore at a February 2013 meeting. The managers told Flanagan he wasn't a good fit and would be terminated. Flanagan, who went by the own air name Bryce Williams, became aggravated, then issued a threat according to documents obtained by the Daily Beast that were filed in his lawsuit against the station in 2014. He repeated his feelings that fi- his feeling that firing him would lead to negative consequences for me personally and for the station former station manager manager dan dennison said the manager said flanagan said he had to go to the bathroom stood up abruptly stormed out of the room and slammed the door prompting a frightened sales team to take shelter in the locked office during the episode flanagan told police there was a watermelon in the station hallway hallway and that was akin to someone calling him the n-word flanagan flipped off employees and swore at them 
and that was recorded by ward flanagan told ward to lose your big gut and turned off ward's camera finally flanagan handed his boss a small wooden cross and warned you'll need this Nah, and I'm not trying to say racist shit didn't happen to him, mm-hmm. but also it's some craziness mixed in that too. Yeah, I mean, was there a watermelon in the hallway? Nobody was somebody knows. eating it. I don't mm-hmm. know, but we'll never get the answer to those questions. Correct. Um, of course, there's been people who have had some adverse reactions to this, um, because you know they can't can't help themselves, um so uh of course it started some race baiting and trolling mm-hmm. um race murder in virginia black reporters suspected of executing white colleagues a breitbart head headline said i wonder how they covered dylan roof flanagan had tweeted that parker made racist comments his account is now suspended williams was fired uh, from the station last year and sued wdbj for discrimination according to ftv live the case was dismissed flanagan shot himself but his current condition well we know he's dead now uh michelle malkin uh kicked into high gear by attacking comedian rob delaney for politicizing a double murder delaney expressed rage over the graphic murders by lashing out at the national rifle association at nra was that on air double homicide by handgun sponsored content uh by the way so many like i think i said something like watch how this becomes an argument about everything except access to guns so we'll have race mental health uh mm-hmm. you know a bunch of shit black lives matter but it won't be about the the access that people just have to guns just oh, correct i can put a deposit down on a gun on, and two days later i got one mm-hmm. no um, background check you're not checking my mental uh, health any of that nope like it doesn't matter that i've threatened people when i was that's, fired yeah, any of that all shit. we ask is that you check people's mental health so what's funny is that some dude i had to block some dude uh garner something because he immediately started trying to have an argument with me about gun control i didn't start an argument about gun control i wasn't looking for a debate i gave my fucking opinion i was done mm-hmm. so like, well, well what about chicago well what about this block like i don't ah! have to i don't have to entertain any of that shit man nope. like I, like you can't it's like every tweet now has to be some type of fucking entitled like now we need to have a discussion no mm-hmm. i didn't offer you t- t- a discussion Mm-mm. it's just my opinion man uh similarly and it's and it's fucking callous as shit in my opinion similarly democratic presidential hopeful Clint, hillary clinton was attacked from the right for tweeting grief at the attack and the need to end gun violence uh dude said and time eric sodder to storm said strom said in times of tragedy it's important to make sure we stop take a moment to put at the democrats political agenda first so now he's like you're just trying to have a di- uh, political agenda no, someone found his motherfuckers are dying and you want to stop <laughs> someone found his registered uh voter registration card in north carolina and he was registered as a democrat so they tried to blame it on that oh lord that's why he did that crime uh, he says, all you need, ever need to know about Vester Flanagan is in one picture. And he highlighted that he was a Democrat. So I'm surprised if, he didn't highlight his race as black. Uh, if he was a Republican, would that matter? Uh, another dude said, Vester Flanagan single-handedly destroys Black Lives Matter movement manifesto upcoming. A black man murdered two white colleagues on live TV. Keep your, giving your hashtag Black Lives Matter a voice. MSM, you're killing your colleagues another stupid person said uh do all lives matter yet 
um and one guy said hey at cnn you can stop showing the video we get it show me wayne lapierre in chains and i'll watch that up so yeah um people lost their fucking minds and went complete batshit stupid right and somehow this has something to do with black lives matter right y'all don't see race any other time but it's 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 not uh it's not the same and the thing about uh guns is that people i I know me particularly i'm not asking guns be banned and you run and take everybody's guns away i'm not saying that at all all i'm saying is that there are proper procedures especially if you want to be a law-abiding citizen people that don't give a fuck we're not counting those people we're talking about the people that want to be sure they do it the right way you know you need to be sure that you know, you really have the capability to handle it because everybody don't. Mm-hmm. <coughs> the news was talking about it. Uh, Gretchen Carlson uh, was having some trouble trying to understand exactly what occurred and why. All right, so we've been listening to the live press conference now. Uh, okay. Well, that's Virginia State Police. They were talking about how the trooper there uh, had a tag reader and was able to get the license plate, waited for backup in order to try and make that stop. Of course, that is when the suspect, Bryce Williams, uh, shot himself and crashed that vehicle. He has now since passed away. Paul Vialas is the CEO of Vialas Group International and host of the Security Brief. He's in studio with me now. Is this a hate crime, Paul? No, Gretchen, it's not. This is quintessential workplace violence from the behavioral profile of the individual to the actions that he displayed from the manifesto to from the time he was to, he was terminated in 2013. But it says in the manifesto that he wrote 23 pages and facts to ABC News and right. now in the hands of Fox. Uh, he talks about race a lot. He put the initials of the Charleston Church shooting victims on the bullets that he used today. Uh, he praised the Virginia Tech mass killer, the Columbine High School killers, mm-hmm. says he was being attacked for being a gay black man. He shot uh, three white people today. Right. Now, Why is that not a hate crime? Well, because of the fact that the, the workplace violence offender is clearly delusional. They make up their own sense of reality and they struggle with their sense of identity. So they don't like who they are. They make up something that will envision them as a victim, as the quintessential victim. It's a finger pointing. Now, hate crime is something where he clearly was motivated by sense of race, color, but or he creed. was. He He's, says that the Charleston right. uh, church shootings were his tipping point. Right. The tipping point for attention seeking. He saw the attention that's, it, it, he saw the attention that was received from that shooter all over the country. And and that and that particular shooter was glorified on the news in his eyes. That's why he picked this time of the day to shoot these two people. Yo, good on that dude for answering them questions because I would have been like uh yeah i'm not fuck you i'm not doing this ah that dude really stood in there and was like no this is why it's different you know he didn't just say i'm killing random white people today and he also had a gripe against them personally correct like it's just not it's not the same even if his idea was was sparked from a racist shooting um it doesn't mean that he was it was a hate crime i mean in the way that we are talking about hate crimes the way it is defined correct all right other news um which you know that's terrible depressing news and i'm sorry but we had to talk about it man uh viral miscarriage vlogger sam ratter the dude from the fake i mean the miscarriage and the pregnancy and the cheating on ashley madison thing yes uh they got to take a five to seven day from youtube five to seven day break oh what happened there was an altercation and he tried to fight somebody oh yep on friday you know he admitted to the ashley madison thing last week Mm -hmm. 
god has already forgiven him right, on him, saturday him and his wife yeah on saturday he was kicked out of a vlogger fair conference uh in seattle after threatening another vlogger he appears to have filmed the video directly after he was ejected from the conference his wife nia trails 10 feet behind him as he apologizes to his followers for making a stupid rash decision to get into an altercation at the event uh, at one point she's so far behind him she almost isn't even in the video anymore at the end of the video i don't think she really matters at the end of the video he promises to take a break from vlogging for about maybe a week maybe five to seven days could be less could be a little more as of right now we don't we just know we need to take a small break yeah i really would not be um shocked if the reason they even started this channel because it started recently is because he got caught on ashley madison or cheating or something and then he started this to overcompensate because this whole thing is i'm a christian that this my thing is about how devoted i am to my wife and we're gonna make videos all day and people follow them and give them money and click on their ads and shit mm-hmm. i wouldn't be shocked at all if that's what this was but he threatening to fight people and shit and getting kicked out of of like that what's christian about that shit nothing yeah they say he was threatening uh violence um against one or more people i mean did someone bring up the ashley madison thing probably did it was one person that i didn't make a threat what happened was there were a couple of fellow vloggers who had ridiculed our family on twitter regarding the method we were mourning the loss of our miscarriage on twitter when they were asked when he was asked to clarify or not whether he's threatening someone sam told me that's absolutely not true if i made a threat it was the, to the one person it was you need to watch out before he messes with my family all right so that person's gonna continue to be news mm-hmm. um yep so uh donald trump told eh, i don't like covering donald trump news fuck him nope uh paula dean is joining the cast of dancing with the stars carrying your favorite show <laughs> get to watch her do the electric slide and whatever else they do there non-dancing ass um uh, she see, probably does a jig the jitterbug mm-hmm yep so last year she turned down an offer to be on the show but this year she's back yeah i guess she think folks don't forgot uh yeah she said fat girls don't look good sweating that's why she didn't do it last year but uh i don't know if she's lost weight or she just decided that i was only sweating because i was being accused of being a racist because i am right uh but uh yeah she's gonna be on there now I bet she. I bet you her partner probably gonna be brown too. <laughs> probably. Mm-hmm. She gonna be sure. She gonna let the world know she is not racist. Mm-hmm. Uh, Josh Duggar is also back in the news. Uh, a reality. I mean, a porn star is saying that she had sex with him because she was paid to. Come on, we we. You said that when the shit came out. You was like, yeah, he had sex with somebody. A stripper and a porn performer claims she had two rough sexual encounters with fallen moralist and former reality TV personality Josh Duggar, kid number one of 19, encountering earlier this year while Josh Duggar's wife, Josh Duggar's wife, Anna, was pregnant with their fourth child. Danica Dillon peddled her story to In Touch, and in it she paints Josh as an obsessive fan who enjoyed violent, unprotected sex. You can tell she's telling the truth because in touch reports it made her pass a polygraph test a time-honored lie detection method um <laughs> dylan real name ashley lewis claims she met duggar in march while he was performing in philadelphia's gold club 
he walked into the gold club like a normal person and said he'd been a fan for a long time and had watched my career grow he even said from before my boob job until recently and that he loved watching my first scene on an adult website then it got creepy yeah i you know what it was is um what it is i mean is uh he's that's probably why he mentioned that porn stuff the other day mm-hmm. when he was like i got addicted to pornography and i mean you know i just that was the problem I, I, I registered an account like yeah because you knew that this shit might come out and you could be like see this is just part of my addiction that i have to actually seek out the porn stars and fuck them <laughs> but jesus already forgave me so let it go uh unless you gay because he can't forgive that you sons of bitches oh really go to my family planning council or whatever the fuck that's called Mm-mm. yes after he allegedly used his devil narrative of totally foolproof uh i liked you even before your boob job pickup line then it allegedly got creepy and dylan's telling josh brought six hundred dollars worth of private dances god damn just fuck already right six hundred dollars then he asked how much it would cost to spend the night with her she says she agreed to take him back to the hotel room and exchange for fifteen hundred dollars but once they got there he got sexually violent he was manhandling me basically tossing me around like a rag doll rag doll it was very traumatic i've had rough sex before but this is terrifying she also says he didn't use protection well he doesn't i mean i don't think that family believes in protection no they do not according to dylan that wasn't the last time she had sex with him in spite of the creepiness and aggression they met again in april at a club in pennsylvania about an hour north of philadelphia i'm surprised she would do that right if the first sex was so terrible but he paying 1500 yeah there's a ghost there's a gap in his social media post and speaking schedule during the time of their alleged first encounter at the gold club sometime between march 12th and 14th on march 11th he was in houston texas with rick santorum and uh standing for hashtag religious freedom and by march 16th he was home fishing with his son marcus uh there's a few days unaccounted for in between and they happen to coincide with his appearance uh with dylan's appearance in philly mm-hmm. damn uh i i believe i, I she's telling the truth yeah i believe it too the only reason people don't like believing this shit is because it's a woman that's a prostitute quote unquote saying it right but like who the fuck else would know the truth you know it's like that jay adna shit where people are like why would jay why would you believe jay it's like well only a criminal's gonna know what the fuck happened if y'all waiting on some person that was just i was involved in the intimate details of this murder but i also am completely innocent you're never gonna get that person uh, but why Philadelphia is hours from Josh's work at the Family Research Council in D.C., but he doesn't seem to have any compelling reason to visit. Was Josh Duggar a self-professed porn addict obsessed with Danica Dillon to the point where he could commit, he, he where he would comment on her pre- and post-boob job career? Did he go to Philadelphia during a gap in his schedule just to meet her? By the way, there's a lot of porn stars I could talk about their pre- and post-boob job careers. I don't know if that makes me uh you know want to risk my marriage and fly to meet them i mean that's crazy you know what i mean just because i like me some lacey devolved i mean i'm ready to risk it all (laughs) true hard to say because all dylan would make 
would, would need to make up a plausible story is a date when josh was unaccounted for on social media the date of their second hookup april 17th or 18th is a much tougher sale danica was performing on both those nights at creekside cabaret just north of philly on the afternoon of the 16th josh was in dc complaining about his new roundabout in the metro and by the afternoon of the 18th he was hanging out with his family in an rv with his son presumably in arkansas his photo is tagged hashtag family camp at fort rock family camp in arkansas is a repeat dugger destination also he posted a photo the next day with anna and the kids flying out of what appears to be northwest arkansas regional airport so if he did if he drove three hours to philadelphia area club shortly after posting the first photo he would have to arrive around 6 30 just as dylan's first of two shows that night would have been starting even if they hooked up right before the club closed at 2 a.m and only spent an hour together josh still would have to rush back to washington the next day for a 7 or 8 a.m flight to northwest arkansas regional that will put him at home and plenty of time to take the rv photo um and i have pictures of her performance from that night of the 17th note the date throwback phillies club cub score in the background if josh was there for this performance apparently it wasn't crowding the stage uh so yeah it's it's crazy um they said he could have took the train as well but um they have like they broke down the timeline for that shit too like gawker got about it on this one they must have ball alert on top of this ball alert csi yeah um uh but uh yeah they said consider that although much has been made about him befriending strippers with his secret bogus facebook profile most of those friends are based in arkansas and danica dylan isn't one of them dylan believes her tale will inspire plenty more girls to come forward yep well if he was out there fucking these porn stars and shit uh it's gonna come out yes it is yep he says he's an admitted cheater so i don't know why these women can't tell their stories he told them is ain't that the truth but uh yeah anyway josh duggar guys uh and that's not all he checked himself in the sex rehab how famous do you have to be to get into sex rehab that's what i want to know real famous i guess regular people don't have sex addictions you got to get caught cheating number one and then you got to be rich or famous to go to sex rehab because apparently broke motherfuckers are just cheating pieces of shit right they don't have sex addictions they don't exist like i didn't know you could do that i didn't know that was a get out of jail free that i could just turn around and be like no karen it's not that i'm cheating on you i just need to go to sex rehab yeah yeah i know you caught me in here with this woman in our bed but baby it i just i'm ah! i'm addicted to the sex and i just uh i need to rehab from it so you know you know it's a disease from a it disease. and you mm-hmm uh so yeah he's going to sex rehab uh so uh mcdonald's ceo uh wait i don't want to talk about that not yet how about this turns out you cannot copyright a chicken sandwich karen i knew this would be big news for you Ah! chick-fil-a got that on lock you can't no you can't copyright it oh um the cronut might be copyrightable which is a what croissant shaped like a donut or something but a chicken sandwich definitely is not according to fortune a gutsy former employee of fried chicken franchise claimed that he was entitled to a percentage of the profits from a sandwich recipe that the chain allegedly stole from him but the u.s court of appeals for the first circuit did not agree Mm. yep and uh cronut does seem to be some sort of a donut croissant Hmm. Um, that sounds good 
norbert wait norberto cologne lorenzana recently filed a lawsuit against south american chicken corporation sarco which operates church's chicken locations in puerto rico i don't know why you would want to take claim for the church's chicken right of the chickens to lay claim to that's there's not a, the one there's other ones you can you what can you want, take you want kfc herbs and spices mix come on man <laughs> aim for the stars that alleged company stole his idea for a chicken sandwich uh lorenzana wanted 10 million dollars or all the earnings produced by the chain's pichu sandwich which simply consists of chicken lettuce tomato cheese and mayonnaise on a bun oh oh that wouldn't happen how the fuck can you listen man i came up with that i said you know what'll be good on this some chicken some lettuce some tomato now this is the part that's gonna fuck you up player this is how i know they ah! stole it this is how i know they got me i said cheese now come on dog who, who put cheese on a chicken sandwich man that's my thing Noberto came up with that so hopefully you won't have to go through that uh and mayonnaise ah, on a bun ah. right chief judge jeffrey howard explained the rule in the recipe or any instructions listing the combination of chicken lettuce tomato cheese and mayonnaise on a bun to create a sandwich is quite plainly not copyrightable work right i love that he thought he was the first like i Mm-mm. like i can see if he came with something crazy like look i put corn on the cob on top of a chicken sandwich i'm like okay i believe that one yeah no one has done that and no one would try to sell that Mm-mm. like no one knew that was gonna be a hit when you started that but <laughs> Uh, put some uh, cheese on a chicken sandwich and you want some money you gotta get the fuck out of here man that's the truth shit wendy's owe me mad money then <laughs> uh you know i invented eating the nub off of the chicken breast i invented that <laughs> nub sandwich what i used to call it wendy's you better not sell it i want my money me and bobby <laughs> howard added to the copyright act uh that the copyright act does protect eight different categories including musical works dramatic works but that chicken sandwich was not one of them chicken didn't make the cut one of the crucial ingredients in the chicken sandwich mayonnaise was recently at the center of another legal case that i don't feel like reading about all right um but yeah can't copyright a chicken sandwich guys Mm -mm. sounds like some some shit an old black man would tell you like a Ah, doesn't it sound sound like a like something that like matlock say or like some type of colloquialism yo yo uncle boy i made the first chicken sandwich they stole my idea i was in there and I had lettuce, tomatoes, cheese, and chicken. And they came in and they stole it from me, boy. I'm telling you the truth. I mean, well. Okay, old man. No, I, what I'm saying is, like, it sounds like how people be like, well, you can't teach an old dog new tricks. It sounds like that. Like, yep. Uh, I saw that the Yankees lost today. Yeah, they did. Three to five. Hey, Rod, let them down again. Yep, well, can't copyright a chicken sandwich. Ha, 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 ha. Yep, you're right. <laughs> can't copyright a chicken sandwich indeed uh all right we've had that long review so let's just go right into uh some guest race no no fucking mm-hmm. with black people mm-hmm. i mean that dude shot those white people yeah. so let's he just fucks go. with everybody let's give white people the day off to okay guys enough mm-hmm. let's give them some time to reflect there's a big loss for everybody um so guess the race now that it's time for some guess the race that's right, it's guess the race time. Now that it's time for some guess the race. That's right, it's guess the race time. 
that's right it's time for guess the raise the number one game show going across all of podcast land we read or play news articles from all over the globe and we ask our contestants today the chat room to play guess the raise and the chat room plays along and they are racist as heck um let's go to our first one investigation reveals registered sex offender leading services at a north carolina church oh <sighs> really really this is how we got to be put on the map ah an undercover sting inside a burke county church ended with the arrest of a registered sex offender the deputies say he was serving as a church elder leading part of the service with several children nearby it oh. is a story we have monitored since he helped open the church weeks ago and knew at six wow. eyewitness news reporter dave Faraday was with the church's pastor and family members as they tried to get him out of jail well, the pastor describes the undercover officer they trying to get him out of jail? in sheep's clothing. Why would you try to get him out of jail? <sighs> he says no children were ever placed in any kind of danger and that parents knew of the registered sex offenders past. With his pastor and his wife at his side, Kenny Cagle is a free man tonight after deputies arrested him minutes after going to church here in Conley Springs. You say it, uh... You think it? I mean, you think church would be about the only place, that, last place that they wouldn't want you to go. But it is Cagle's past that got him in trouble with the law. He is a registered sex offender after being convicted of third-degree sexual exploitation of a minor nearly a decade ago. Deputies say they began their investigation after getting complaints that Cagle was starting and raising funds for a new church. His pastor at Back to Calvary Community Apostolic quoted scripture for those trying to keep Cagle from worship. If you don't want to handle these kind of people, send them to me. I will take care of them. I will deal with the problems. My Bible tells me to go out into the hedges and highways and compel them to come in. Deputies say Keiko worked in a position of leadership, taking up offerings and singing to the congregation. After Sunday worship during a traffic stop, they charged him with sex offender employment violation and being a sex offender with a child on the premises. Keiko says he will never get beyond his past. I've tried. No, no, I don't. And the pastor says for now, Cagle will not be allowed to attend any further services. His family says they are petitioning the court to have him removed from the sex offender registry. Reporting from Morganton, I'm Dave Faraday, Channel 9 Eyewitness News. Uh, so, guess the race of the pastor. Uh, chat room. Hold on, let me turn this thing down before it tries to replay. But uh yeah, guess the race of uh let me look up his name real quick. Uh his name is Kenneth Cagle. <coughs> Jesus keeps him strong around those sweet, sweet lambs, white. White as the pearly gates. What? Nina's still around? She could have been on the rest of the show. One with thirty <laughs> <laughs> one with thirty men services white, friend of Jared White, advertised for five dollar foot loans in his past life jesus is working overtime this weekend white kenneth kenny orange hoodie white (laughs) (laughs) you guys are all going white peckerwood pastor white man who handles young snakes white kegel white uh it's kegel c-a-g-l-e but the correct answer is and you guys all got it he was a very sick sick white man man the church is trying to get him out of jail 
what where they do that at mm-hmm. can you imagine well gotta go get him out he's back in jail again you mm-hmm. know diddling the kids you know how it is awkward around here um another priest is in the news for a child porn investigation because hey why not um if you like is there a secret contest going on that no one told us about this morning we're awaiting word on the extradition of a former louisville priest targeted in a child porn investigation stephen pohl resigned from saint margaret mary last week and this morning wlky's erica coghill joins us live at the federal courthouse with details erica Good morning, Monica and Jennifer. Now, the arrest warrant was released yesterday, and detectives say that Pohl took several inappropriate photos of children, some in which their underwear was visible. Now, authorities say Pohl took students aside one by one for photos, asking one boy to pose for a picture with his legs spread. The warrant says that in one photo, quote, one can clearly see up the child's shorts and underwear. Detectives say that boy told his parents about the encounter, describing it as weird. The boy's parents then confronted the pastor in a store where they took his phone from him and found the images. Authorities oh. then discovered pornographic images on Pohl's computer involving children who were not associated with St. Margaret Mary. The details are making many parents uneasy as they wonder if their children were involved. That's probably the hardest part right now is the waiting and the wondering. I just Ask them basic questions like, have they, has he taken their picture that they're aware of? Have they been touched by him? Anything like that. Authorities say they also found more than 150 photos of students, and they are God working damn. to identify who those children's, those children rather are. Reporting live this morning outside of the federal courthouse, I'm Erica Coggill, WLKY News. Thanks so much, Erica. He was like, I will see your decades of porn, uh, I mean, your decades of child abuse, uh, and I will raise you 150 pictures. Ooh. Guess the race. Jason Priestley, <laughs> Jesus running out of church like Nick on Walking Dead, dirty white man. Aww. Disgusting piece of sh and white as hell. Well, uh, he was just going, he was just going, being a good Catholic white, white as the undies. Oh, Charlotte. Touched by a pastor uh, white as white as his priest collar. The correct as, uh, sorry. Oh, it couldn't be funny. Well, you know what, Ashley, I understand. Hella white, says James. The correct answer is white. white. He is a white man. What the hell is going on today? We're just fucking with these white children. We're just fucking with these whites. We're, We're just, just fucking with fucking with white children. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. Uh, what else we got? How about this one? A mother. Um got tired of some shit but she's from florida so you know she had to deal with it in a very very violent way a florida woman oh florida plotted her daughter's homeless lover's murder 
after her oh. grandkids caught lights from the allegedly abusive boyfriend oh he washes hair pamela vannersdale is accused of attempting to hire a hitman to pop uh <laughs> pop yeah i guess that's what she they put that in quotes so she must have said that to the hitman or the police to pop the proposed victim dylan loveless 22 in the head and chest vannersdale oh. 50 years old was charged with criminal solicitation to commit murder after police said she tried to hire her former son-in-law to carry out the killing new smyrna beach police said former son-in-law yeah so basically her ex her her daughter's ex right to kill her daughter's current lover who is homeless okay probably would have done it for free correct cops learned of the murder plot after the ex-son-in-law daniel dion told the detective about the deadly idea dion said vannersdale called him thursday and asked him to kill loveless accusing him of abusing her daughter's children vannersdale claimed loveless choked one of the children and chased another child with dogs while making sexual comments the suspect said he she could provide dion with a what yeah that she could provide dion with a 25 caliber handgun with two bullets to kill loveless Only and two? that's it what kind of hand what kind of damn better, better hope you ain't good right what if i miss she suggested that he dumped the body in south carolina but she said she wanted the handgun back because she could clean it and make it look like it was never fired the plot the plot went sideways when loveless moved from his homeless camp and vannersdale could not track him down vannersdale admitted she asked dion 33 to kill loveless but said she was only joking her husband provided police with the handgun she had offered to murder loveless well that's some joke she was later released on twenty five thousand dollars bail that's probably the money she would have used for the hitman um so guess the race of mrs pamela vannersdale chat rizzy and uh we'll get to that um let's see here wait am i frozen mm-hmm. or they say in the movie frozen uh frozen only white people hire hitman this week on as the trailer park turns oh <laughs> as the trailer park turns um white hot conspiracy bail white should have watched more discovery id white lights don't come on the black to the black side of town <laughs> so AC, lights is racist uh pop pop white says aj3000 <laughs> uh the correct answer is it was a white lady and uh, i'll put the picture in there that hell because of lice she was not playing Mm-mm. um all right let's uh go to the bonus round and wrap this bad boy up double the points and the race double the points and the race that's right double the points double the race in the bonus round of guess the race so far everybody is uh, all over the place but uh we're about to wrap that up see how you guys do all right um i actually want to see if i can find a better um uh okay here's a better link to this article because 
you know how you get those sassy articles where they uh, opinionated yeah, yeah. like mm-hmm. and then he tried to say boo i'm tired of this I'm like come on man just tell me what happened i'll add the ad libs um all right so a police officer was fired tonight we are learning more about the austin police officer who was fired after leaving the country investigators have been looking into Vontre clark since samantha dean was killed back in february dean was a victim services coordinator for the kyle police department austin police chief art acevedo said clark admitted he was the father of dean's unborn child kxa and investigator kevin schwaller is looking into clark's past and why his lawyer says clark will be coming back to the united states well state records show that clark joined apd in 2012 he went to austin community college for a time and a memo from APD also says he was roommates with another man linked to Samantha Dean's death. Get back on that plane and come back here to Austin. After that call from Austin's police chief, Vondre Clark's lawyer says it could be weeks before his client returns. Attorney Bristol Myers tells KXAN his client should come back to the U.S. within the time frame he laid out to APD. Emails from that lawyer show Clark said he planned to take sick time until August 14th. He's a free man right now. Right. He has not been charged and he can come and go as he likes. And I'm sure he saw the writing on the wall that this investigation was moving closer closer and closer if in fact he did flee out of guilt i mean he could as his attorney says be there on completely innocent uh for innocent reasons bastrop county is heading up the investigation into samantha dean's death the district attorney there says no one ever told him clark planned to leave the country in addition to acc clark's records with the state show he took classes at southern nazarene university and navarro college Court documents show investigators believed another man named Kevin Watson may have some ties to the case. Clark's disciplinary memo details an intercepted phone conversation about putting money in Watson's father's bank account. The memo also stated Clark and Watson used to be roommates. Still, although information in search warrants details the connection between Dean and Clark, prosecutors are not publicly calling Clark a suspect in her death. Now, we also checked to see if there is any fallout for Clark on the state level. He's licensed through the Texas Commission on Law Enforcement. Its records show no recent changes to Clark's file and no enforcement action. And again, prosecutors have not charged Clark with anything. And Robert and Shannon, departments typically are supposed to let that commission know within a week of firing an officer. Okay, Kevin, thanks. And for a closer look at this case, go to KXA.com. We have a timeline posted with all of the... All right, so guess the race of Von Trey Clark. Let's check the chat room and see what they say. He actually claimed to be the father, white. Austin memos, search warrants, oh. damn it, white. Got fired for always holding his service weapon sideways, former good Negro. Oh. Comes from a single mother home, black. Elementary, my dear Watson, white. One who relaxes with a menthol in the nice age, Hennessy. Says Ashley T. Classy. Um, his name sounds black, but no charges. Ah, black. Von Trey, that's a brother from a mother who is sad now. The correct answer <laughs> is she ain't sad, is she? he is black. Some of you guys missed it. We all know that killing the side chick is some black shit. Uh, ah. it's, it's, it's actually not. Um, all right, last thing. 
it's murder gary a 43 year old man is accused of stabbing his girlfriend using a samurai sword dale t lane jr of hammond was charged thursday with attempted murder aggravated battery battery by means of a deadly weapon and battery resulted in seriously bodily injury a warrant has been issued for his arrest the woman told police that on july 31st he was at her home um he when he began drinking began calling her names uh things grew heated after the woman told him to stop and the two began slapping each other when she told him she was calling the police he started to punch her and use the sword to stab her in the stomach lane told, uh, told officers who arrived at the scene i stabbed my girlfriend then i cut myself oh at least he was honest gary police said lane cut off some of his fingers during the attack and was taken to the hospital the woman told police lane had previously threatened to harm her if she left him or called police during one threat he told her that he would burn down the house with her and the children in it well shit seems like a nice guy and should totally be allowed to own a sword i mean why not right all right guys we will be back saturday for our feedback show mm-hmm. Seventeen thirty-eight. hey i said hey what's up hello um and make sure you guys holler at shadowdog.productions at gmail.com so you can be in a movie in Abalon, north carolina august 30th 9 a.m to 11 a.m you know get in and get out be in a movie get you some free blackout tips gear uh twenty dollars or less from the cafe express store mm-hmm. and adam and eve code tbgwt much love thank you so much to nina for coming through the show and hanging out yes. uh love her and uh cannot be uh you know could not be more uh happy when she comes through um and uh we'll be back on saturday so until then and day 252 of bobby schmurter being in jail <laughs> i love you i love you too Mwah. Mwah.